Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Carl Nelson Show. Good morning, Wake Up Squad, and thanks for starting your day with us again. Later, metaphysician and master herbalist, Dr. B will be back in our classroom. Dr. B will explain how to regain what he terms our natural God power. Dr. B will also expose the truth about genes and soul food. But before Dr. B, Baltimore Nation of Islam's Captain Andrew will preview this weekend's Peace Walk. But let's begin with L.A. activist Brother Askia. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Askia. Well, alaikum salam, uh, Brother Carl. How are you doing this morning? We're doing excellent, Brother. Now, you work with our young people, and, and interesting that, you know, you, you sort of like the spook and sat at the door with our young people. You have conversations with them. You've figured out a way how to relate to them. What are some of their concerns? Let's start politically. What are some of their concerns that they're talking about these days? Political-wise, uh, Mr. Nelson, um, they are not with the Democrats anymore. There's a certain segment of... Uh, this community, they're just not with the Democrats. They think the Democrat has led us astray. Um, in particular, um, the president we have today, he's you know he's it's probably not the best example that I can fight have a fight towards them about the Democrat Party, but that's who we got, and so they're very concerned uh, when it comes to political. Believe it or not, a lot of the um, the this part of that community on the internet they're very interested in politics they just uh, they're not doing it the old way they're more leaning towards the uh uh the conservative party uh the republican party and uh that's where they at and they're not gun hole everything the republican party do but they have things as they consider the republican party offer them for their best interest like what um, getting rid of uh, abortion. Um, um, they considered when Trump was in, he raised the nation employment for black men. Uh, he did attempt to go into the prisons and make the unfair laws that, um, and he released a couple black people. Uh, you know, he signed a bill that was concerning to the disproportion of um sentence of black people and he said you know they fight against that is mr nelson is so obama was in there he never really pushed forward on that agenda and that's why this is why they're leaning toward the conservative because they they're saying that most black people used to be conservatives in the first place and so how we got into this pie in the sky with the democrat and got into this partnership with them it's because they throw some crumbs off the table and they've been having us trapped ever since. That's what they're talking yeah. about. 
Yeah, and, and uh, I would argue that uh, most most black people are conservatives, you know, socially. They're against the, most black people are against abortion and all those things. But it seems like they're they're attached to the personalities, whether it be uh, uh, Biden. They mentioned Biden and Trump by by names and not policies. Uh, and Obama, is that how you read it? Is is it personalities that no, are attached to uh, it? No, they come up with the numbers, Carl. It's, it's making it real hard for me lately because this is one of the things I I uh, I bring to the to the table is uh, convince me. I went more into the question as Dr. Claude, uh, not Dr. Claude, but uh, Nilla Fuller always say, you want to know something, you ask the question. So it's not so much me pushing uh, something I might have in my mind. I, I see the answer and then I lay it, I lay it on the table then. So no, they're not in they're, they're Believe it or not, these, these guys are well-rounded when it comes to policies and they bring up stats, statistics and everything else. So it's like, I don't know everything. And the only thing I've been doing lately, Mr. Nelson, is just asking the questions. And one of the things is the LBG and uh, the church. Let me just go through a few things, then when we get stopped, we can talk about each one of them. They're dealing with the LBG. They're dealing with the church. They're dealing with this war between the black male and the black female. And some of the things they're saying towards each other, they're not really marriage. And no one can say marriage is not down in this country. And no one can say that the church uh, attendance is not down. And especially, there are not a lot of men going to churches these days as it as it used to be. And they bring these statistics and these stacks and and it's 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 mind-boggling just to argue against because sometimes I think they fall into the trap of divide and conquer. But when they bring these hard numbers and these hard figures, then you have to have the conversation with them. Oh yeah, you do, and I'm glad that you're doing that. Well, let's let's start with the gay issue first because I, I don't think many most of the black people are concerned with with the gay issue. You know, I I hate for them to believe that most people are down with that because I don't think most black people are, are down with the gay issue. Uh, at all, uh, and, the, and and I guess that they see the Democratic Party as being inclusionary, and also you've got the Republicans, you got the log cabin re- Republicans. That's their gay arm of the re- Republican Party too. They, but you know they 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 stay uh, um, uh, on the down low, as, as so to put it. But they, there right. are in both parties they, they go after that. But so many people don't know about the log cabin Republicans. But they also too do outreach to the gay people. So maybe you should inform them of that. That you know on on the other side they they do uh, they they do support the gay the gay issue. But the churches, what's the beef with the churches? Really, that that's what they really think. The churches gave in, and this is the this is part of the anger they have with the church. It's because uh, they don't think the church speaks more on family issues. Uh, they don't think the church, as the boomers, as me, because I'm a boomer, they don't think that we speak enough on economics. They economics. They think we failed them in that, and and it's just this church thing is more of a money. They believe the. The church, especially these mega churches, they are money grabbers, and they do really do nothing as far as percentage-wise, as far as the community. And they, and just like I say, 
I was just looking at it just before I came on the show to see how much is the attendance of the church has fallen, and it's all across the board, Mr. Nelson. The churches, black men are not in the churches like they used to. Right, that's correct, and that, and that's across the board, as you mentioned. Not just black churches, all churches. You know, right. for 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 the Gen Z and Generation X, they're not they're just not into religion any, as much as the the boomers were into religion. It might be a generational thing. Maybe once you get older, you start thinking about your mortality, where you're going to go after you leave here, because we're all going to leave here. But when you're kind of young, you feel you're going to live forever. So they don't really they're not really as religious as, as the older group. So that's across the board. It's not just black men leaving oh, yeah. the black church. You, 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 but you. yeah. So they're correct on that point. They're, they're very correct. And, and some of the, the uh, allegations about not doing enough in the community and the mega churches, again, they're correct on that. You, it's, it's hard for you for to even uh, counter those those conversations. Yeah, those I'm arguments. telling you, Carl, when, when they start talking about the LBG and how the churches submitted to that, when we used to be most conservative, how they... Uh, they say it had to do with, I think, when Bush, I think, who was a Republican, offered this money to the church and they just start tap dancing all around this LBG. And, 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 and before that happened, they were saying how they was strong in fighting against it and they just gave in. So, I, I mean, I can't even make an argument for that. I really can't. I mean, I can make people understand that it comes to be a time that you don't want to be called a hate. And I was telling him as God's for us back when Obama was, was going for the presidency, he had to denounce the church that he was going through. So there's a real solid history with how this came about, but this new generation, they're not, they, they're about holding everybody accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And ten minutes after time there, folks, you're just waking up. Brother Skia's joining us out of L.A. Brother Skia works with our young people, Gen Z, Gen X. He, you know, he talks to the millennials. He talks to all of them and goes in their chat room and we're trying to figure out what they're thinking, what they want, what are their desires, uh, what they're upset about, what do they like? And he comes back and he reports to us. And Brother Skia just got a tweet from one of our listeners saying, uh, and this is probably something you can pass on to uh, to, to, to those young folks, the President Obama shortened the sentences of more people than the last five presidents combined. And, and there's a story, a website I can show it because I see so see these youngsters. They like uh, they like to see figures and stats and all that. So I can pass it on to you. But do you, here's the problem with with with, with the Democrats and, and Biden and Obama. They have a poor PR organ they don't get they don't get they don't tell their story like this person just pointed out that what president obama has done is shortened the sentences for more people than the last five presidents combined but that's not out there do you think that's a, they have a messaging problem yeah but you know what mr Nelson? when i tell them something like that they'll say well president obama he bombed africa more than all the president put together see that kind of stuff i had to deal with Right. So so they they deflect. They don't answer the, the correct. And that's a, that's a typical Republican response. They don't answer the question directly. They'll say, well, he did this. Oh, well, they, oh, he, they go back in, into history. Well, a, 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 a Democrat did this. But they don't when when you 
confront them directly. Like like I said, you like you said you do. They'll tell you about what he bombed or or he or he, or he didn't like or he did something other than than you know. And, and, and you don't that. You've been in debates. You don't have to yeah. debate, and they and they try to deflect. They don't answer the question. You mentioned Neely Fuller. They don't answer the question. They oh right. they, they 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 toss it to the side and, and say something else. So so you got to keep them on point though, and and just remind them just keep them on point when when they, when they do that because you, you you could do that all because two wrongs don't make a right, and you could do right. that all day long, you know. So just you just have to remind them. What's interesting conversations, but they they don't have a problem with you coming in and and debating them though. Well, they. <laughs> How would uh, how would I say it? Uh, some think um, absolute obsolete. Some think that uh, I've been in this space long enough so where I deserve at least a voice. Uh, and then there is a certain percentage of them that agree along with me, and some will say that I didn't know that. You know what I mean? But when you get when you get ten people on the panel. And it's similar to an echo chamber, and you're the only one there. The only people you have support maybe what you're saying are in the chat. And so I had to combat eight or nine other people with a conversation that is already loaded before I get there. But I do my best. And I mean, I, I haven't given up. Up to this point, I haven't given up because I think they need to hear the other side. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Right, and, and you've got to remind them to listen with an open mind because, you know, sometimes we have conversations and because you have a, a preconceived idea of what the, is the answer and somebody told you that, you, you have probably haven't researched it, so you stuck with it, then you hear something else, you know, that, that uh, invalidates what you've been taught or what you believed, and you re- still refuse to get off your square. You know, cognitive dissonance, that's what they call it. Now, so no matter right. what you tell them, even though it's, it's, it's correct and it's true, they still, because somehow somebody told them something else, so they, they're still sticking to that. But listen, Brother Scare, we got to take a short break. Folks, you want to join this conversation with Brother Scare, reach out to us at 800-450-7876. We want to get into the the, uh, the social aspect, as they said, because they, they dislike about marriage and, and women. And I know Jada and, and Will didn't help with that either. So I want to get your thoughts about that, Brother Scare. Really <laughs> and also, folks. Yeah, we do. But let's check the traffic and weather first in our different cities at 14 after the top. I'll be back in four minutes with Brother Ski and your phone calls right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB in the DMV. We're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL or information is power. And good morning again, family. And thanks for waking up with us 21 minutes after the top of the hour with Brother Ski out of L.A. He works with our young people, the millions, the 
Gen Zs, I mean, Generation X, all those young people, you know, some of them are in our homes, some of them are at the, uh, our children, or, or some grandchildren maybe, and, and uh, or, or nieces and nephews. We don't, you know, sometimes we don't sit down and have these conversations with them. And, the, and even though we're together sometimes in the same house, same rooms, you know, we're living in a parallel universe and they think differently and, and they have different hopes, ideas, and objectives about different issues, political and social. Before we get into the social ideas, uh, Brother Skia, because we had a conversation, I think it was yesterday, it may have been yesterday, and, and the, oh, yes, it was. It was uh, Dr. Stephanie Myers, and she's working with the young people in uh, nonviolence. She says many of them don't have any hopes or dreams or desires. Do you find that in the group that you were talking to? They, 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 just, they just exist in, or these young brothers and sisters, mostly brothers I know that you talk to, do they have goals, dreams, and desires? Uh, they do, but they're so far from the way we think. And and this is the significant I want to the listeners to understand. Even though you got children in your household and even though you might be thinking they're moving in a certain kind of way, if you don't sit down and have a conversation with them, you'll never really know what they're thinking. Because they could be following your rules and everything and their mindset is totally different than what you're talking about. And when you are not around and when they are these these channels on YouTube is going 24-7. And so a lot of these children are not even listening to us. You can tell a lot of these these younger people are not even looking at TV anymore. YouTube has become their TV. And these young people's minds are captivated by older people who are dictating some of these streams and they're coming with a different perspective. And I just want to pick it back on something too, cause because whoever said that was totally correct in a certain, in a certain sphere. Um, I want to pick it back on something cause I don't want this message to be uh, misconstrued. Um, when I talk about the LBGT, they're not talking about, the LBG, uh, that, that group don't have the right to exist. They're talking about how that group is attacking our children in school. Uh, they do studies and then they come back with a study, say the mind, the brain don't even develop to it's 25 years old. So why are we having policies and laws are being written that a child can change their sex, you know, younger than 16 years old without even parent consent. And, you know, and you, I remember when we was coming up, Carl, you could even give a child a, a, a aspirin for a headache without calling the parent. And so that's the crumb in that area. But getting to the social part of relationship. Uh, and, and before you go to relationships, though, uh, uh, Brother Eskia, it the difference is, because when we were growing up, remember, in my home, for example, you know, my parents were staunch <laughs> Dr. King supporters, but I was uh, on Malcolm's side. It, it, and, and looking back, it, it, it seemed like it was more of a generational thing. They believed in what Dr. King was doing, but, I, you know, I was down with Malcolm. It's that, that's where our differences lie. It, is it a generational issue? Is it something like that you've seen with these young people? Well, if you really think about it, this younger generation, don't consider we even have leaders. That's the major mm. problem. They're not the Malcolms or the Martin Luther Kings out there anymore. Look, I mean, 
we can contest to that. I mean, we can contest to there's people who's uh, pro-black. We can contest uh, that we could tell them that uh, people, the Pan-African movement and stuff like that, these people don't even want a connection. Most of them don't even want a connection with Africa. They, they're disdain from Africa. Like we was back in the day when we would, a lot of us was coming up. Um, so when you really look out there, there's nobody out there who's, uh, who's available, who's out there in front. You have these movements like the black life matter. They don't believe in that because they thought they had a different agenda. So, when you start talking about leadership, a lot of our greats are gone. We still have some around, but um, they don't in tune into that medium because one thing, Carl, we got to understand the, the the younger people attention span is totally different from ours. It's much faster, and like sometimes they tell me, I, "You talk too slow. Get to the point." So they don't like these long-winded conversations or dissecting something long-winded. They want a quick and easy answer because they came up in the cheat code. Most of these males play games all their life coming up. You know, key latch kids play these games where they would get cheat codes from other friends, and they think they can cheat life just like that. And so when you go in and you, they feel like you filibusting, they don't want to hear that. They want to answer right then, right there. So, you know, I think that's, that's what good to know. Yeah, they tune you out if you come in with that. Before we go to social media, because you're, you're absolutely correct as far as the media is concerned. They don't consume information like we did. You know, for us, it was just radio and television. Now you've got all kind of different uh, media platforms. And most of the young people, that's where they're at. That's, that's, you know, they're, they're not watching regular TV or listening to regular radio. Uh, they get all this stuff online, and, and that's where we have to meet them. And, and, and trust me, the, the people in the broadcast industry have already figured that out, and they're trying to figure a way how to get these young people back to, to listening to radio, to watching uh, uh, regular TV as well. But let's talk about the social issues at 27 after the top of the hour. Because, you, you, you know, and I, I know many of them, want to, especially the brothers, want to remain single. They distrust the concept of marriage. Then we, we have this debacle with, with Jada and Will. What has that done to the conversation? Ooh, well, Jada and Will Smith's been headlines in this community for over a year, ever since the smack. They consider Will Smith as being a simp. Um, they consider Jada Pickett as wearing male underwears with uh, uh, holes in them. I won't use that word, but they consider her as being the brute. Um, they think that uh, J.D. Pickett got with Will Smith due to the fact she couldn't get be with the one that she wanted to be with was Tupac. And he could never be Tupac. And they think, they say, just look at the family within itself. That whole thing. Look at that whole family. They play their life out in front of, I mean, it's okay to be a Hollywood star, but your whole life shouldn't be paraded in front of the community. And see, this is what this young generation do, Mr. Nelson. They take these lifestyles from the rich and famous stars, athletes, and everything else to make their proof. And especially when it comes down to relationship-wise. They say, well, look, if a man get in a relationship, just by legal terms, he's going to lose half of his 
wealth. They say 80% of all the divorces are women walking into the courthouse and they start the divorce. It's not 80% of the men walking away from the relationship. It's 80% of the women. And that number is hard to fight against regardless of what is the condition of the cause of her walking in that courtroom. They're thinking that if you look at that number, nobody would pay that number in Vegas. So why is it important for men to get married when 80% of the marriage is going to be stalled out and quit due to the woman? And she's going to benefit from it. And they say the court system makes it too easy for her to benefit from it. So why get married? Because if you get married, then, you know, you have a greater chance that your wife go walk away with, with, your, with your money, man, your bag. So why not just keep it, keep her on the outside? You be the best person you can be. And don't think about traditional marriages. Because... They believe that women are not submissive enough. They don't. Um, uh, they believe that they are equal to men. And in the end of the game, that the, the women go work or walk away with half of the fortune and sometimes without putting anything in their pot. All right, 30 minutes at the top of our brother Ski is joining us. He's just waking up. And brother Ski works along with our young people, millenniums, uh, Generation Z, Generation X. Those young people, not because like us, many of us who are listening right now are probably boomers. Uh, brother Ski, they, they put down the, the women, our, and mostly our women. But what does they say about their sisters and their moms? And what, what does that really mean when they put them down? Because uh, they're against uh, homosexuality, so I take it they're not gay. So how are they going to exist without without uh, women? Women? How can they do that? They they feel like male children who was raised up by close to eighty percent of the twenty five percent of the all the males was born in the in the black. Com- they don't say community; they say community ta. They don't give the <laughs> the respect of saying we have a community. They call it the community tie. And so they're saying that most males are brought up by women and they have these female traits and women never take account. And, and hold that thought right there. Is that a confession for many of them or is that is or an observation? Oh, this is a confession and an observation. Both. Okay. So they are always trying to bring the numbers and they say that these males that are brought up and they have this certain group, the Pookies and the Ray Ray, who is calling all the mayhem in the community, 20% of the black males is having uh, 90% of the babies. So I, I have never been able to figure that weird uh, mathematical formula out, but these are some of the things that they are relating to their audience. And they're saying they mothers have made a lot of mistakes, but we're made, they are made to respect their mother regardless of what the, her failures. Now, how I get them on this communication call is when they start talking like that, and then I say, well, okay, then if that's the case, then what do you say about the man who's not in the household? What is his accountability? And they say, well, you know, he was pushed out, you know, and I'm like, well, when did the government comes in and walk the man out of the house? We have to say some of the men just left. They took their car as well as they could have took the kids, but <laughs> they left the kids and took their car. So 
we get into this argument, and but they they always say, well, you know, it's so easy for the woman to call nine one one to get him out of the house, and then they go into this this long charade of excuses. But I have to try to push them to the understanding if look, if you say that someone is not fit to raise your children, why are you leaving them there? You wouldn't leave your car there. You know, so, but they don't have an answer to that, but it's always, well, they'll come back and tell me, well, if she was responsible for the kids and whatever, if that kid became a basketball court, a player, a number one basketball player or football player or sport player, then she would want all the accolades. You know, I did a great job, but when he's, he's a person who's pulling the gun on, you know, selling drugs on the street, then she says it's a responsibility of the father. So it said they said they are saying that there's no win either way you look at it. So you know, right. I hold that thought right there because we're gonna take a quick break. We gotta check the tr- news, traffic, and weather in different cities. When we come back though, tell us about how they feel about artists like Sexy Red. How do they think about what do they think about her and her performances and what she does? If they think of that's art or is, or she's is just expressing herself, folks. You want to join this conversation with Brother Eskia? Reach out to us at eight hundred four five zero. 7876. Your phone calls in four minutes at 26 away from the top of the hour after the news, traffic, and weather right here in Baltimore on 1010 WLB in the DMV. We're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. Good morning again, family. 19 minutes away from the top of the hour with our guest, the brother Eskia out of LA. Brother Eskia works with our young people, especially young men. And some of the thoughts and ideas that they have are probably different from what we think about today. We'll get back into that in a moment. But let me just remind you, coming up later this morning, we're going to hear from a metaphysician, a master herbalist, Dr. B. He's going to explain what he uh, explain what he calls how to regain our natural God power. And also expose the truth about genes and soul food. Before we hear from Dr. B, uh, Baltimore Nation of Islam's Captain Andrew will join us to preview this week- weekend's uh, uh, Peace Walk. And tomorrow, uh, Thursday, historian Dr. Walter Williams will be here. And, and this is a case study of what's going on in the so-called Middle East. The, oh, he calls it Northeast Africa. He's going to tell us how the, what happened, how the name changed, where the Palestinians, where do they come from, where the Israelis, where do they came from. He's going to break it down for us, folks. So don't make sure you don't miss it tomorrow with Dr. Walter Williams. Also, Morgan State Professor Dr. Ray Wimbush will be here. So if you're in Baltimore, make sure your radio is locked in tight on 1010 WOLB and also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. Uh, so, Brother Skibby, before we left, I was asking about the artist Sexy Red because some people are saying that that's, that's really not music. What she's doing is pornography. And how do they feel about that? It shows me that, Mr. Nelson, you keep uh, you keep up with what's the beat on the street. Uh, <laughs> what you mentioned, Sexy Red, I almost just fell out of my chair. Um, they have a term for her, and Nicki Minaj and all the rest of them, they call them, they belong to the street. And this is where it gets real tough, Mr. Nelson. This is where this fight comes in at. These men are not willing to protect black women who they don't know because they figured that you go out there and you carry yourself in that kind of way. And you out there, you jumping in front of a man's face and you out there halfway naked. They're not going to lose their life for you. And most of them just come down. Like even from their sisters and brothers, they be like, they have this thing that how many black men has been killed over some mess 
that their sister calls them and then they go over there and get killed because their sister didn't tell the whole truth. So yeah, this this is this is one of the serious issues of our community because there was a girl who came out and said she was being beat up in the street. I, I don't know if you heard about it, it was about two months ago. And um, she was saying that this man was beating up on her and nobody in the community and it come out to be a host. And they ran that for about um, probably for a whole month. And they were saying, this is why we can't, you know, we can't protect these type of women. And so, yeah, once they consider you belong to the street, you belong to the street. They're not going to lose their life over you. They're not even going to interfere with what's going on with you. They see you screaming and hollering. They use the example of there was somewhere, I think, in uh, one of the Middle Eastern countries. I think this new developer one. Uh, I can't think of the name right now, but, you know, this real this place, elaborate place. People go at Debray or something like that. But uh, it, but anyway, it just I can't think of having a brain fart right about now. But there was a black woman who went to the counter and she started hollering at the, 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 the rental car person and she ended up in jail. And these are one of the things that the brothers talk about. These women who are just not made to even be protected because they are out there acting a fool and they're not going to protect. And they, this group I'm talking about really don't care about rapping one way or the other. I don't care if it's a man or a woman. And they most certainly don't like the trashy women who are out there con- considering themselves uh, of an art form and 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 really been promoting um, porno for <laughs> for the last fifteen years. You know, if you look at the market of the rap market now, women are superseding on top of men as far as uh, uh, performance sales and all these other things, and they just not with that. So yeah. Uh, that's my that might be one of the things. Now the protection thing, uh, I'm kinda me myself. I couldn't as as a Muslim and uh, fruit, I couldn't walk and see one of my sisters being um beat up by a bunch of men and, and wouldn't step in and try to do something. So they're like, I'ma call the best I'm gonna do is call nine one one and keep stepping. <laughs> and so let me jump in here because that's interesting. What if he was their mother? What if it was their sister? Did they feel? Did they have any affection? Did they still got affection for the, the person who put them on this planet and person whose blood runs through their veins? Mm, I think that's one of the things I was talking about. Was you know some of the brothers was talking about even if the sister called them, they tell your sister you need to call nine one one. Why when I'm gonna go over there and get up in that mess and I don't know what it's all about, that seemed to be a more of a police issue than it'd be a brother issue. Now I'll come there and I'll call nine one one but I'm not getting involved with y'all stuff because I don't know what it's really about. But when it comes to their mother, they're a little different when it comes to now they I I believe I believe that ninety five percent of them will still protect their mother in a situation like that. Yeah, let's hope so. 14 away from the top there. I was just waking up. I guess his brother Escape is out in L.A., and he works with the, our young people, especially young men. And some of their thoughts, are, you know, probably will scare some of you, or you probably, you know, probably see it acting out on, on the streets and, and, and in the music that they listen to. But he says that they're, 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 many, most of them are on politically, they're leaning to the Republican side. They're, 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 uh, they're against the, the, the Democrats because they think the Democrats are too liberal. 
and 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 they've got some some points there to prove too. Some people will agree with them on certain aspects because you know the black community is conservative when it comes to social issues. Many of the black community shouldn't say all shouldn't be absolute, but um, many of them are, but not all. But your your thoughts though, dealing with them, do you think these brothers are going through a phase at some point? They'll they'll change or when when you know when, once they get a little older get more experienced in life that 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 and their situation changes that they'll 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 think differently. How do you see it? When, especially if they have children. I think um, a lot of them got to this point. Um, that it's about self, and it's not a fair. Uh, uh, Something they go do now is I think they I think the new generation is resetting. I really <clears throat> I really believe that this new generation have looked at somewhat historically what we come from and a very tunnel vision of historic events, and they see the results of it. And they living in a time where um, they see the older generation um, as being part of the problem, and they don't want to reduplicate what the old generation did as far as economic, economic, um, church, uh, political, the, you know, and and. I, I'm just saying that at this point, I just think they are really harshly thinking about their future, but they're thinking about it in a different way, in a different strategy. And I don't know if this is the disconnect that we had with our parents or the parents before them, but I know a lot of this stuff is played out and it's real. And I think there's not enough people like me who are in these spaces who can bring that other side of the story? And because there's a difference between a reason and an excuse. And that's one of the valuable things I try to bring to them. And when people understand that, because they see everything as excuse and hardly ever see things as a reason. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Well, let me ask you about children. Then, do they talk about children? How the, the kind of world that they want their child to to live in? Because you know, when you're single, you you think differently. But as soon as you're responsible for another person on this planet, 
everything goes out the window. That person is is the, 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 what you concern with most, you know, even of yourself. How do they feel about children? Are they, are they thinking about having children, or or, or do they do they talk about you know if I have a child, what school will go, or, you know, which which way I show them, what kind of in relationships and religion and sports? Do they talk about stuff like that? Yeah, they talk about children, but they talk about children is the disrespect they get from women. They don't want to have children with black women here. They 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 call themselves passport brothers. They prefer to go to other countries that have black women or Latino women or whatever and choose these type of women because they think these type of women are fit to be mothers versus the uh they are submissive. They are more homebody, understanding how the home supposed to be ran. And they don't want to be in this, what they consider this struggle love, trying to make things work when you got someone who's historically has been always been in the front, always um, speak down on men. And they just don't want that kind of relationship, and they most certainly don't want that person to be the mother of their children. And nine minutes away from the top, and they believe that women that are not, I guess, African American women, they say they're their passport wives. I think that's the phrase you use. They yeah. believe that women who who are from foreign countries, whether it be black or or Hispanic, are somehow better than the sisters here. Oh, uh, you most certainly do. And the reason they why is it, is it how do you see it? Is, is it is stereotypical things that you're hearing that sisters are loud and aggressive, or or is it, or, or do they have some real concerns with this? They, they they really have some real concerns with this because historically, see, I understand it. Why women or you can take out women and they be different from when any different uh, uh, women all over the world. And I'm speaking, I'm not speaking of other nation, uh, other races. I'm just speaking on black women in Africa, or women in Brazil, or women in the island, or whatever. They have a, we are very unique people, Carl. Regardless of we say we are or not, and this is where I come down to through the middle of all this argument is because we had a unique experience. Our women, historically, has always been put in a certain leadership role. And that was the method of breaking black men is if I can put your woman in front of you and I can make her think less of you, she'd never depend on you. So that's been part of our historical experience. And, and this is the reason. And they look at it as a excuse. And yes, who, People who travel, like in our circle call, we deal with people, Pan-African people, pro-black, but outside of that community. Some of these things that they talk about, you can see. And so this younger generation is about getting themselves together. Their focus is on them being the best uh, of themselves, knowing what they want, when they want it, and how they want it. And they refuse to be in the household. They're going to have a woman who's going to be screaming and hollering at them or disrespecting them in any kind of way. Uh, so they have a point in some of this because I've seen it in my own family, and I can't deny it. 
But that's been our unique experience as being kidnapped people from the motherland to here. And I think it's time for us to really have an honest conversation about that part of how they changed our nature. Right. And hold that though right there, because because you, you you you're really bowling down somebody's alley right there. Ski. You you're really connecting the dots right there. That, you know how we've been how how we've uh, our thoughts and minds have been framed by our our experience here. But we've got to take a quick break and check the traffic and weather. And when we come back, Terrence in LA's got a question or a comment for you, folks. You two can join our conversation with Brother Eskia. Reach out to us at eight hundred four five zero seventy eight seventy six. Your calls in four minutes right now at six away from the top of the hour right here in Baltimore. Tomorrow on 1010 WOLB and also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL, where information is power. Hey, good morning again, family. Two minutes after the top of the hour, momentarily speak with uh, Captain Andrew from Baltimore. Find out is the, the Peace Walk is going to be all about this weekend. But right now we're with Brother Eskia. He's out of L.A. Works with our young people. He's, he's our connection to the, the younger generation and their thoughts and dreams are vastly different, I may say, than many of us. Uh, Brother Eskia, before we left for the traffic and weather update and the news in Baltimore, I mentioned that Terrence is waiting for us out in L.A. as well. He's online, too. Good morning, Terrence. Good morning, Carl, to you and your guest. Um, I heard the brother, he was talking about uh, his relationship with a lot of the young brothers and how their views are as far as protecting our sisters. And uh, I kind of agree with them on that. Uh, you know, like I said, I have a 30-year-old son, and even with my own experiences, I had two sisters when I was growing up, and my older sister at the time was 23, and I was 16, and she was dealing with it. She was a school teacher, you know, uh, doing the right thing and everything, but she had a boyfriend that was abusive. And uh, he, one time I saw her and she had a black eye and my immediate reaction was I got a pistol and I shot him. I spent two years in California youth authority, which is prison for juveniles. And my sister stayed with the guy for five years after that. He didn't die. So uh, when the, when the, I, I, my 30 year old son, I raised him. He didn't have any sisters. He's the only child, but I told him, Hey, if it's not your mother, uh, as far as intervening with sisters uh, getting uh, abused on the streets by a brother or something like that, stay out of it. Just call the police or something like that. But as far as, you know, stepping in, even for police, domestic cases are the most dangerous. So, like I said, I, I, I don't fault the young brothers for not, you know, coming to the aid and being a superhero if they see some sister on the street. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's a dangerous situation. Like I said, with my own sister, I shot her boyfriend, gave my sister a black eye. I was enraged, spent two years in uh, California Youth Authority. My sister stayed with the guy for five years. And Terrence, let me ask you, how old were you when you did this? I was 16 years old. That was in the 80s. Wow. All right. Thanks for your testimony and, and, and good luck, Terrence. Brother Eskia, you want to respond sir. to anything that, that Terrence just shared with us? Yes, and see, this is what these guys have to deal with, Carl. This real-life experience. I mean, you know as well as I know that everybody with a cellular phone now is a news media, or believe they're a news media, and they have all these different clips of women going in restaurants, starting fights, throwing stuff. And, 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 and don't think I'm just talking about black women. I'm just talking about across the board. And the women today call, you know, 
as much as I give them pushback, I'm not like the same women we we was raised up with, bro. These women are actually knuckling up. You know what I mean? And they don't care about a person's size or anything. And this is why I say, when you're talking to these young brothers, you just can't come and counsel out what they're saying. Because they're living this life in real time. And it's not your time. Your time is comes from a historical point of view. And the only thing you could kind of do is try to give some history behind it, kind of give some reason behind it. But these brothers out here, uh, you know, they're the one who's uh, experiencing this stuff. And we just can't keep saying a lot of this stuff is stereotyped. We're going to have to be honest and have the real honest conversation. Our women are unique. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You know, we want to say they're strong and all that. We have to ask the same question Dick Gregory used to ask. Why do we call our women strong and our car pretty? There's a reason <laughs> why. Because yeah, there has that's, that's been just... a... Go ahead, I was going to say, brother, that's a story for another day. We got to move on. But I want to thank you. I want to thank you. For, maybe we'll just have to do a, a, a program about that, you know, and just, just have the frank discussions. And it may be generational. Maybe the, the, the women of today, just like the young brothers that you deal with uh, of, of today, are just are just different from, from our generation. So it may be a generational thing. But Brother Ski, I want to thank you for, you know, working with these, these young brothers, man. And don't give up on them because we're not going to give up on them because, you know, we're all we got. We can't give up on them. You know, we're stuck. And so you just let them know, you know, we'll never give up on them. Even if they don't agree with what some of the things we do, what we say, how we dress, how we talk. But we're still not going to give up on them. So I want to thank you for being our point man on doing that. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on so I can try to, to, to spread the news of what's happening sometimes when you are in plain view and you don't see it, it's happening right underneath your feet. And if we don't get a handle on this, we're going to lose some generations. And I know you you share with them, uh, uh, Dr. Wilson, uh, Neely Fuller, and, and other people on this program too as well. So keep doing that for us. Yes, sir. And you, uh, peace to your family. Uh, and uh, and before you go, Brother Skid, yeah, how, if, if folks want to reach you, how can they reach you? you have an email address, phone number? Uh, I, I have a YouTube channel called uh, JSpeed OG, the ghost. And that's where I'm in that sector where I'm dealing with young people all the time. All right. Thank you, Brother Skid. Keep up the good work. Thank you, too, Carl. Peace. All right. Peace. Brother Skia calling us from L.A. All right. Assalamu alaikum, Captain Andrew. Good morning. Wa alaikum salam, Brother Carl. How you feeling, sir? Excellent, brother. You just heard the conversation there, and you you do the same thing. You work with our young people. Uh, you you Before we talk about the peace march, some of the issues that Brother Skia was sharing with us, uh, I, for me, I think it's sort of generational. But you're on the ground there with them. How do you see it? I got a little bit, I heard a little bit what brother said, and, and I know what I heard at the end was he was absolutely right about you You got to speak that language. You know, um, you can't go, you can't go to them with that old stuff, you know, um, and thinking they're going to, uh, they're they not going to disrespect you, but they're not going to really listen. They'll hear you, but they're not going to listen. That's the difference. Um, I mean, the number one thing is, is uh, you got to first get their attention. 
And it doesn't make a difference who it is or if they got guns on them, if they're in the street organization or not. Once you once you get their attention, then you build the relationship. And once you build the relationship, then you start, then you go to work after that. Find out, you know, it's like you just make an assessment. You know, get their needs. They they may be struggling in school. They may be struggling at home. They may be struggling. Uh, they may need mental health treatment. Uh, they may need uh, food, clothing. Uh, they really, they really just want somebody to love them. And, and the key thing is, is first getting their attention because after that, you got to stay with them. You, you, you can't, you know, everybody mentor, but you can't mentor like you did five, ten, fifteen years ago. It's hands on. It's hands on, and you got to spend quality time with these brothers, and and ride them out because once you find out what they into, and what they dealing with every day. It'll blow your mind. I mean, these these young brothers are moving fast. They moving fast, and but 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 they respect they respect individuals who's not afraid to deal with them uh, right away, hands on, you know, in their face. You know, of course, with respect, you know, because you got to handle them the right way. But once you do that. And then you, you know, we just, you just go to work after that and you stay with them. You, you know, the way our, our motto is treat them like they're your son. This way you won't mishandle them. This way you're going to love them unconditionally. And this way you're going to support them until they're in the position uh, to get all the help, support, and services they need, short term, long term. And then eventually, you, eventually, you know, uh, they're going to turn out to be great leaders, to some of the best leaders. Ten at the top of the hour, just checking in with us. Our, our, our guest is Captain Andrew out of Baltimore, a member of the Nation of Islam, and they have a peace uh, march taking place this weekend. Before we get to the march, though, uh, Captain Andrew, is when you deal, because Baltimore has a, young, a problem with that, the young people. Let's, let's put that out there first for the folks who, who don't live in the city. Is there a common thread that you see running through with the issues that the, the, these young people that you, where you have conversations, is there something in common that they all, all of them have? Yes, yeah. What's in common is the 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 past uh, governments, the past uh, Baltimore City uh, leaders, and and then and and I'm not blaming them in regards to what's happening in their home, but if you don't invest into our young people, like you invest into downtown, uptown, and certain uh, areas in in Baltimore City then this is the direct result of what you get uh, from our young brothers and sisters. Now, the problem is not our young brothers and sisters. The problem is for decades, uh, past governments have not invested into our young people. So if you're taking recreation centers away, if you're not, if you're not investing into the, um, the uh, rec and parks program, if you're not investing into the, the proper education and the proper uh, leadership. If you're not investing uh, into uh, going into their homes and finding out what's going on socially with them, this is this is the direct result. Yeah, yeah. All the trend is, uh, the common trend is, we haven't invested in them, and then we blame them for everything they're doing. But if if a child once a child is reported to Department of Juvenile Services or the Police Department. You know, they should have services in place uh, that these young brothers and sisters uh, will get the, the proper support they need. And I'm talking about good support. 
I'm not talking about locking them up, throwing away the key, or putting them in a home, uh, send them, send them, sending them away from their family. You know, uh, mom should be able to say, send them to uh, Baltimore, brother. Send them to We Are Send them to Tendaya family. Send send them to organizations that have the resources to help them. And we just one piece of the puzzle. But um, that's that's the common thread right there. We haven't invested into our young brothers and sisters like like the, what they deserve to be invested into. That's the common thread uh, right there. And and of course uh, and of course the families we got to do better. You know we I can't blame or we can't blame the city government uh, for everything. But the parents got to be taught as well. And um, and then these young brothers seeing these conditions and environment that they live in. And then when you're going outside your house, that's all you see is gun smoke, dope weed, coke, no grass, all cement, uh, you know, very unhealthy space. I mean, that does something to your mind, you know. And, and young men growing up, you know, I, I was no different. You know, um, you know, my, if, I, if that's all I see, then that's eventually that's what I'm going to be. All right. Hold that thought right there, uh, Captain Andrew, because we're going to take a quick break and check the latest traffic and weather for our communities this morning. When we come back, though, uh, explain to us what you're having this weekend and how is it going to make a difference? And I'm glad that you mentioned that, uh, too, that, you know, because some people in Baltimore here talk about lock them up and throw away the key uh, and that attitude. And I'm glad you spoke out against that. But give us some alternatives instead of just locking them up and tossing the, the key away. What are your thoughts? Folks, you want to join this uh, conversation with uh, Captain Andrew? Reach out to us at 800-450-7876. Your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. And good morning again, family. 21 minutes after the top of the hour, our guest is Captain Andrew. Captain Andrew is a member of the Nation of Islam. Captain Andrew, he works out of Baltimore City. And they're having a, a peace march and rally this weekend. Before we get into that, Captain Andrew, I've got to ask you a fact about the police chief. Uh, the new police chief feels that our young people, if, if they've gone left, just to give them longer sentences, stiffer sentences, he thinks that, that will uh, uh, curb, uh, curb the crime rate. Your thoughts on that? I, I disagree with that. Um, what, what I do know is um, you, you have some young brothers, uh, such as myself when I was that age, that um, my, uh, my focus, I wasn't focused. And because I carry weapons, um, I thought that that was the right thing to do because, because of the way I was raised. Every, everybody had a weapon uh, or everybody wanted a weapon uh, growing up, when you growing up in West Baltimore, East Baltimore, you want to have a weapon when you're in that lifestyle, when you're exposed to that. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, I had to um, uh, spend 10 years in prison, and um, and I and I had to learn the hard way, un- unfortunately. But that's not all our young people uh, that's not focused. Even the ones uh, that's going on in the wrong direction, um if if you don't if we don't create an opportunity to uh to get into that space and then show them here's a here's another way and then and then like I said in the beginning we we got to spend time with these young brothers we got to listen to them we got to sit them down we got to teach and train them and it can't be no soft training um we got to teach them about hygiene we got to teach them about you know, how to navigate your mind through Baltimore City. What what does that look like? Uh, the stuff that they're dealing with every single day, that's what we had to teach them about. We don't need a program. 
that say, I'm going to teach you on education. I'm going to teach you on uh, how to shoot a basketball. I'm going to teach you. No, we, we got to teach them with that reality, the reality what they're waking up to every day and, and, and really how they, what they're dealing with and how they're feeling in regards to when they get up and wake up and they got to go to school knowing that potentially uh, they may get robbed or they got a beef because of their friend or because they don't have no clothes or because they don't have no food. I mean, peer pressure is real. It's a, it's a term that's been around for a long time, but it's real. These little brothers, uh, they, they want to they wanna be loved. And, and it's demand responsibility uh, to help uh, teach and train these young men. Like, we can't wait for people to do anything for us or give us anything. We got to do it ourselves. We got enough men in Baltimore City that we can make the impact on these young brothers together. And we don't have to wait for nobody to give them a good word and to direct them into a program that we know is effective for them. So unfortunately, well, some of them going to have to get locked up. Some of them going to have to get locked up, unfortunately. But they'll, they'll, that's, that's, that's necessary, some of them. Yeah, 24 after the top of that. So what do they tell they want, Captain Andrew? What, what, if, if, if you could have had a magic wand and you could stop this violence in, in, in Baltimore City, if they, they would, what would they do to put down their guns and, and, and listen to you? What, what is it they're asking for? The, mo- most of them want, they want some money, right? Most of them want some money, and that's natural. They understand, man. They got social media in their face 24-7. Most of them want access to funds, right? They want to. They want to enjoy life. And let me interrupt you want, and ask you this: They want money, or they want jobs? Or want to uh, uh, have well, the ability they, they want, to obtain they, their they own got, money? No, that's where the training and the teaching coming. They want money. They don't want no job. Most of them don't want no job. You got. You got. You got some want jobs, right? But let's talk about the ones that we know that's carrying a gun, or we know that's in the streets. Let's talk about them. The ones that they say. Uh, uh, a havoc or a problem, or they need to throw away the key, right? Let's let's talk about that 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 audience, right? So th- these young brothers, first and foremost, um, they want money and they want it fast, right? They don't want a job, right? So so how do we how do we fix that? So the way we fix that is we have to sit them down because this probably haven't happened and explain to them the process of what you're gonna have to do to get to point A to get to point B, and just let them know, bro, you can make way more money legally uh, if, you, if, if you allow me to teach and train you on economics, financial literacy, and then also uh, this is how you, uh, this is how you uh, maintain a job. So, and then, and then you, can, you can get your own business because a lot of them want to be independent, but it's a process to get there. It takes time to get there, and we have to teach and train. You've got to show you how that's done. And then when you put that in that mind and then you stay with them for at least one year and you and you creating that um, that pathway, you planting that seed for them and then you developing them along the way. You following up in school, you following up at home, you bringing them out with you, the community work that you're doing. And then also you, you eventually you make them leaders. And then I tell them, look, I'm going to need you to help me with this young brother right here because he a little rebellious. But guess what else? Here's here's a stipend for you. Here's a hundred dollars for you to put in your pocket. And you do this right every single week, and you spend this time with my team, our team. Here's a hundred dollars every single week, or here's fifty dollars. Let's go get you. Let's go take you shopping. Right? It's you. We gotta invest in them, and they gotta know it, because if they know I have a future with Brother Call, if they if and uh, then they gonna lock in. 
they're going to be locked in. But, you, man, they got to be real. They got to know this thing is real. They got to know this ain't no part-time. You take me to Burger King, buy me a sandwich, give me $50, and, they get, and then that's it. And they don't hear from me for another two weeks. No, sir. They they not stopping what they're doing because it's not fulfilling to them. They they want to enjoy life. They want to have fun. But we, we can sell them a dream, but we got to let them know this is how you got to get it. So it's 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 it's, we, we, it's it's taking place right now. This is what we do every single day. This is what we do every single day. We just had four brothers, and uh, we literally picked them up off the street. As God is my witness, it was a total of eight of them, but it was it was a crew. Four of them was together. One of them had a gun, so he couldn't let he couldn't put the gun down to come into the meeting because he probably had an issue in the community, or he wasn't used to somebody telling him what to do with his weapon. Or he, 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 you know, he, that gun gives them power, right? A, a fake power anyway, right? So we told little soldier, you, you can't come in here with that weapon. So guess what he did? He act like he put it up. He came anyway. But then when he seen the brothers, he understood, oh, I got to go back. <laughs> so he put it up. And guess what he did? He spent the whole hour and a half with us right after that. And they was locked in to Minister Ishmael, right? So, so I'm, I'm telling you, it's all about presence presence right and then and then knowing how to probably to listen to them first then engage them and then we go to work after that and it works every time because when you sincere oh they can smell you they know if you're real or not they can smell you if you're phony if you got an agenda you got a motive if you want some bs but if you sincerely trying to help these young black brothers in our street man they they gonna they gonna they gonna cater to you it may take some time but as you said earlier we can't give up on them we got to ride them out, man, because they are our future. And and if we handle them the right way, I'm telling you, they are some of the best young men that you we could ever have as leaders for our city. And they, they won't sell us out, bro. They won't worry about no money, man, because the, what, we, what we put into them, they're going to put into them other little soldiers around them. And then when they the other little brothers see that change, oh, man, that's the rat. We just got to see it, though. We got to see it, and then we got to ride it out. And I'm going to tell you, it's definitely happening right now in our city with with these multiple different organizations uh, in Baltimore right now. We're doing the work right now. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And good for you. 30 minutes at the top of the hour. i got some folks who want to talk to you, folks. Uh, I guess it's Captain Andrews, member of the Nation of Islam. And they're having a Guns and Stop the Killing Peace March this weekend. I already posted it on, on uh, social media, so you go there and check it out. But we're going to talk about it momentarily. But let's, some folks want to talk to Captain Andrews. Let's go to Texas. Lawrence is waiting for us on line one. Good morning, Lawrence. Good morning, my brother Carl. And good morning to the other brother. Hey, you know, I didn't catch all of what you said, but I got the gist of it. And to you, I say kudos to you for throwing back, trying to help the community. 
But one thing that I've been trying to talk about for years, and nobody wants to pick up the, the, the pick it up. Here's where it is. I'm going to put it right down front to you. I come from a broken home. I'm number 12 out of 13. One older brother robbed the bank, went to prison. One brother was killed by the police. One brother retired from the Air Force. Another brother went to the Army and the Navy, and I went to General Motors rather than the Marine. Now, I come from a broken home, and I'm going to say this, and it might piss somebody off, but the truth don't need no defense. Black women are the Achilles heel of the black community. Until we get, we can, it's good to, to get the little shorties, the little brothers. It's good for y'all to reach out to them. But until we get control of our black women, because these little shorties got mamas. Now, these women who are having all of these kids in our community are not married. They come from a dysfunctional background. Until we get to the root of the problem, we ain't going to never be able to stop the killing because here is the bare fact. We cannot continue to let our women have babies that they can't take care of. We cannot continue to let these young brothers impregnate these women. We got to get to the root of it and the root of it. And I, and I can speak because I've been married for 35 years. My son, and Lawrence, hold that thought because we're coming up on a break, and I want to give uh, Captain Andrew a chance to respond to what you just said. Because uh, a bunch of folks want to talk to Captain Andrew, but we're coming up on a break, and I want to get Captain Andrew. And Captain Andrew, you, and Lawrence, I thank you for your call, Captain Andrew. You want to respond to anything that Lawrence said? He says blaming the women. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you, Brother Lawrence. Uh, thank you, say he was from Texas. He is definitely some truth what he's saying. We understand that the the black woman is the first teacher, right? So. They have to have some knowledge of life uh, if they're the first teacher. So he he's right. I, I, I'm definitely not putting it all on them, though. I'm not sure. He, I don't think he said that. But we can't put it all on a black woman because she ain't create that baby by herself. And that man has a responsibility to teach and train that young brother. So he, I, I agree. She's the first teacher. And she is responsible for, for teaching him and making sure he's doing what he needs to do until we get our hands on her, which is right out the wound. I'm responsible right out the wound. There is no option. It ain't, and she's not the only one responsible, especially if it's a son. I'm 100% responsible for my son, right? That's how that works. But he, he's right. The woman is the first teacher. She has to teach and train that young, uh, that young son. I'm going to just deal with the son. And, and he, she has to teach him to she, – she want him to be like your father, your grandfather, uh, especially if they live in right and they're responsible, so so he's right about that part. I, I won't, but it's not all her fault though. It's not all on her. Yeah, and hold that thought right there, Captain Andrew. We're gonna take a quick break, as I mentioned. We're gonna check the news, traffic, and weather in our cities, folks. It's 26 away from the top. I'll be back in four minutes with your phone call and Captain Andrew talking about this weekend's peace march in in Baltimore. will get you in. We'll take your calls in four minutes, as I mentioned, right here on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL, where information is power. 
And good morning again, family. 20 minutes away from the top of the hour with our guest, Captain Andrew, from the Nation of Islam. He's in Baltimore, and they're going to have a peace march this weekend. Before we get back to you, now, let me just remind you, coming up later this morning, we're going to speak with Dr. B. Dr. B is a metaphysician. He's, he's going to talk about uh, genes. He's, he's going to tell the truth, expose the truth about genes and, and soul food. He's also he's going to explain to us how to regain our natural God power. Before we talk to Charles, though, comedian George, uh, George Wallace is in the building. He'll join us for a couple of minutes. And tomorrow, historian Dr. Walter Williams will be here. Of course, he's going to explain to us uh, what's really going on in Northeast Africa. Some of us call it the, known as the Middle East. And Morgan State Professor Dr. Ray Wimbush will also be with us. So if you're in Baltimore, make sure your radio's locked in tight on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. 800-450-7876. Speak to Captain Andrew. Charles is in Baltimore. Here's a question for uh, Captain Andrew. He's on line two. Good morning, Charles. You're on with Captain Andrew. Yes. How, how you doing, Captain Andrew? Uh, can you hear me? Hey, Brett Charles. Yes, sir. How you feeling, sir? Oh, great, great. Yes, uh, I, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I definitely agree that these young men have dreams and they have goals. They have determinations, but they are feeling, you know, discouraged. All they want is a life, a house, a car, a job, some responsibility, some ownership, and some stake in this world. So I don't understand. You know, can you tell me why did they marginalize us? Why do we allow them to demonize us? All right. Thanks, Charles. Captain Andrew? Yes, sir. And um, I, I know I know that we we um, we sometimes and I don't think Brother Charles meant this, but we we put all the same. We put all the brothers in one pot. And then they you know, they they you know, they describe a situation and and, and they let, hold everybody responsible for a few in regards to their actions. And what what they don't talk about is. Or what we don't do enough of is promoting these young brothers out here that's doing great work, that's doing great things in their families, in their schools, in their communities. And they want to be around men like a brother Charles, like a brother Carl, that, that can help guide them outside of their house and be great examples uh, for, our, uh, for their, uh, for their uh, peers, right? So what, what I know is... You know, every single year we have about 60 young men that last six years and we run program three times a week. And, you know, our young men, they can't come in there smelling like we they can't come in there. Um, definitely can't come in there with no weapons. They can't come in there with their hoodies on. Uh, they, they can't come in there disrespectful with their mouth. And, and it's important that we get these young brothers uh, discipline and, and, and structure. This is what they need because they most of them haven't had it. So we got to teach. It's like it's each case. Every situation, every young brother is different, um, but they all need structure and discipline. And when you're giving that to them together, um, when you talk about changing the culture or when you talk about creating a trend and or a different mentality, um, that's what we have to do. And we have to be responsible for that. I mean, if I see a young brother out on the street squeegeeing, he look, he's seven or eight, nine, ten, eleven years old. I'm pulling my truck over. 
and I'm engaging this young brother, and I'm going to find out who his father is first. I always want to talk to the father, right? So if his pop's not dad's uncle or his grandfather, and then I call him right on the scene because I get more work done when I'm dealing with the father. If they're not dead, then, of course, I'll call the moms up. But we we just have to – each case is different. And once we make the assessment on these young brothers, man, you'll be surprised what they're suffering from, man. And then and then it's like, damn, how how can I hold this little young brother accountable in the environment and the conditions he's living, living in his home uh, is unbearable? And it's my job, it's my duty, it's my responsibility. I have to help him. I have to get him some help. And we got put, you know, the village really works. If you got a team, we got we got to put that team around him, male and females, and service that young brother because, or else, or else. That's 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 the reality. It's going to be or else. And or else is not going to be good, and it's going to be our fault because we didn't help that little young brother out. Understood. Fifteen away from the top of the hour. Sister Sandra's online for also in Baltimore. Has got a question or a comment for you. Good morning, Sister Sandra. You're on with Captain Andrew. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, Captain Andrew. Captain Andrew, everything you said is absolutely true, especially just uh, a few minutes ago. I mean, I from what I see, I think the people in Baltimore they just don't know what to do with these young children. They don't. They can have all the programs they want. They can they walk the street. They if they don't roll up their sleeves and get in there and do the work, you're still going to be dealing with the same thing. And Captain, they got to stop adding every other group to the problems that these young men having. You don't have Asian boys all day shooting the current up like these young black children. You got to aim the resources, like you said, to the to the young people out there. They want money. They want everything. They don't want to sit in no class for no eight and twelve hours without nothing. They want something, but you got to show them a better way to get what they want. And they need these right. dads to come back home. They need these dads to get out of these motels, land up with them white women smoking weed all day long, and go back home to their children. They made them babies. They need to be in them babies' lives. All right. Thank you, Sister Sandra. Captain Andrew, you want to respond to anything that Sister Sandra just said? Yeah, I love I love what she said. I I love what she said. It's so good to hear from a black woman speaking the truth, right? And and you know, just some examples what just what echo what our sister said, our beautiful sister said and shared. You we can go on almost any strip in Baltimore City and you may have ten, twenty young men out there sitting on chairs. Uh, and these guys are smart, man. These guys got, uh, you know, they have they have dreams. Like I said earlier, you know, they may be smoking weed, but this is the thing, right? They have crazy energy. If you if you don't engage them, and because it's it's ten or twenty of them, if you don't engage them, then you you always gonna say uh, they the enemy, or you always gonna say them little jokers ain't this, or them little jokers ain't that. Somebody may even use the n word how they describe our little brothers, right? But but shut your mouth if you're not going to engage them and find out how do they get in that situation. That's the number one issue. We don't find out what's going on with them. And you'll be surprised, man, if you do that and, and then let me help them. I understand some of them don't want to hear it. I understand that. But if you go empty-handed, I don't want to hear you either. If you come empty-handed to me, I don't want to hear that. 
I don't wear a whole lot of preaching and teaching and talking about nothing, man. I got, I need some food in my damn stomach, you know. So, so this is the things we, we, we spoke about this earlier. We have to have real resources. And what is a real resource for a young 13, 14, 15, 16 year old? Because uh, some of them can't get a job, right? But they want money, and they moving so fast. Well, you got to build a relationship first. That's what it's going. It's going to take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. That's what relationships are. They it's over time. It's over a protect, protracted period of time. You got to take your time and engage that little brother and, and pace yourself with him. Don't run him away. Don't judge him. And make that very clear to him why you here. I'm here because I love you. I I'm here because I want to help you. I'm here because I want to find out how I can better support you and your family. Because a lot of times the house is is in total, you know, disrepair. Needs some somebody needs some help in that household, right? So it's it's a process of elimination and service. That's the key thing. And and our motto is treat him like he my son. Gotcha. Eleven away from the topic. I'm having this this uh, peace march on Saturday. Tell us about it. What time does it start and where? Yeah, so this peace march is going to be straight fire. We, we rain or shine. We've been meeting the last seven weeks with 47 different youth organizations, uh, leaders around the city. Um, uh, we are us, um, uh, Tendaya family, Let's Thrive, Baltimore Community Mediation, uh, Aaron Maven. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, been supporting this, and they've been coming to our meetings. We've just been organizing, you know, basically – you know, um, you know, all due respect, um, uh, the idea came uh, from the work we've been doing in the community, and it's nothing new. We just know we need to do something, and it's a peace walk. We're not calling it a peace march, but it's we know we need to do something. Our young brothers and sisters need help. They're not getting the support and the services that they need, and we got to let them know this This is not about uh, the mayor, the governor, myself, or, or, or the other leaders. This is about you. We want you to take the lead. We want to teach and train you and deputize you to uh, be the leader that we know you are in our city, in your house, in your home, in your community, in your school, in your rec center. And then also we have um, right now about 60 to 70 uh, providers and vendors where they're not selling anything to these young brothers and their families. These are services that our young brothers and sisters need so they can navigate through life, so they can get to the next step. And the next step, and the most important thing, man, is is creating hope and and uh, doing something that's positive. Like we need a whole lot of positive stuff taking place in our city for our young people. We have to be very intentional about this. This is 100% for our young people, and we need to keep the ball rolling. We we actually met and spoke with uh, the Morgan leaders, uh, some of the Coppin leaders. We we went on the campus and spoke uh, to about 100 students in Morgan. And they'll be there. We'll have a bus loading up. Hopefully, we'll get about 200 students from Morgan as well because they just had a, uh, you know, a shooting up at, at the at the university. And we in support of uh, Morgan and Bowie State, but Coppin Coppin State as well. But this is going to be awesome, man. We 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 what we doing, uh, brother Call is um, we did something that we don't normally do in our city where we bringing everybody together, all the youth, and it's still a lot more that we, we didn't get to. So we're asking everybody to come out uh, and support um, these youth in our city, our young people. And, and then also any services that you have, 
uh, we want to make sure uh, after the peace walk, we want to make sure them 60 to 100 providers, we serve as our young brothers and sisters uh, and then help them. And then we, we're going to continue this. We have a youth summit uh, in the, the second week of December to follow up. So we're going to keep the ball rolling. And the, what, what makes this, what's making this work is the um, youth leaders, the other exec youth leaders and the individuals that's involved in teaching and training our young people. I mean, everybody is, is uh, you know, is coming with, you know, humbleness. Nobody is saying this is I. Nobody is taking credit for this. We sharing the credit. You know, God get the credit, but we sharing this as, a, as organization because we have to do the work. And uh, without no work, you're, you're not getting nothing done in this city. You know, talk is talk ain't working in this city. You know, you you got to work in this city if you want if you want to stop anything that's not right. You got to work. So uh, I'm so su- I'm super thankful for all the youth organizations and uh, and the CEOs and the uh, and the orgs that's coming together to make a difference in our city. And and it's we know it's not going to change uh, Saturday, but we we what we doing what we doing we creating. Uh, friendship amongst each other. We creating brother and sisterhood amongst each other, and then also um, they may have an issue. I may have an issue. Now they can. They know they can call me. Now I can call them, and you'd be surprised uh, when these little brothers and sisters, when they're beefing, who who may know them. One phone call can stop a beef in our city because brother called know the young brother on east side. I know the young brother on west side, and we can save multiple lives just because they listen to you. And they listen to me, and they respect us as as uh, brothers and sisters that want to make a change, and they know we're sincere about helping them. So we we we're looking forward to this is uh, this Saturday, uh, October the twenty first at nine forty Madison Avenue. We're going to be in the State Park lot. So right at twelve thirty, we're going to do the peace walk. Then after the peace walk, we're going to get right into the program. We got about five. Uh, the 10 young right. hold, hold that thought right there, Captain Andrew. We've got to take a quick break and check the traffic and weather in our cities and the news for our listeners in Baltimore. I'll let you finish telling us the details of, the, of this weekend's peace, mark, peace walk, as you said, uh, coming up. Six minutes away from the top there. Six, uh, and we'll be back in four minutes, though, right? We are with Captain Andrew on 1010 WOLB and also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL, where information is power. Keep and good morning again, family. Minute after the top of the hour, Captain Andrew from the Nation of Islam. He works out of the Baltimore City area. And what they've done, because you, um, we all know this is a problem with our young people in Baltimore, especially with, with the violence that's taking place. Well, they're having a peace a peace walk this Saturday. So, uh, Captain Andrew, fill us in. You, left, you told us it's going to start around 1230 at, at uh, 940 Madison Avenue. Is that, is that correct? Yes, sir. Pick it up yeah, from there. Let, let, let me let me pay respect where where I need to pay respect that for the mayor of Baltimore City, Brandon Scott, because uh, you know we have to get permits. They got to shut down streets, uh, you know, and bring in their resources, you know, to help, um, you know, help us out, help these youth organizations. So, so I want to be respectful and make sure I give the mayor of the, uh, Baltimore City for accommodating us and working with us and and under, knowing and understanding that it's important that we continue to do this, do this work without, you know, without um, challenges from, you know, from having it. So I want to make sure we shout him out uh, for that. Uh, but so, yeah, it's going to be 940 Madison Avenue. 
uh, starts at 12 noon. We're going to do the Peace Walk at 12:30. Uh, our youth going to take the lead, and, and they'll be they'll be most doing most of the talking, and then um, we'll be right there watching and supporting, studying, and then um, allowing them to to say what's next. Even though we have a we have a plan of what's next, but who knows what's going to come out of this? We know we know a whole lot of good going to come out of this, and it already have. But it's important that we listen to them. So we, we're looking forward to this. We're supposed to get some rain. The rain ain't going to stop a damn thing. We we are we. Are, this is this is really about this is about uh, spirit. This is about change. This is about work. This is about our young people and creating uh, you know hope and and more leaders and then unity amongst ourselves. So we can uh, so we can go into finish this year off strong, but also go into next year with um, you know with a vision of making our communities a safe and decent place for our young people, but also with opportunities so they can uh, so they can just live and enjoy life, what they deserve to do. All right, and for people who want more information, Captain Andrew, what what do they do? Uh, we we have a direct number that they can call. Uh, 410-710-7244. Uh, and that's for somebody that want to vend, uh, somebody who want to support and help, want to be a part of uh, these great 47 uh, organizations. Um, uh, and, and then and if they have any questions, 410-710-7244, or they can go into um, any of the uh, uh, social media platforms and, and um, look at We Are Us, and you can inbox us, or I, you can, um, you know, message us about any questions, and then um, and we'll respond right away. Thank, thank you, bro, Carl. And everyone is invited, correct? It's not just for the young yeah, people, yeah, but you yeah. want to see some adults yeah, there as well? Yeah, 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 definitely. Adults, come on out, uh, particularly the adults who, who really don't know what to do. As Ms. Sandra said, we don't, we don't know how to really engage in how to handle because our adults need training too. And our and our adults, they are tired of our young brothers and sisters and they want to help. They that's their nephews, nieces and, and their children. And and our and our women are crying out for help. They need help. So we we want you to get involved and we want you to come and support and then also uh be a part of the uh change. Come and volunteer and then uh join on to some of these youth organizations. So you can know uh, uh, how, how you can help, how you can be of assistance. Um, if you can't give your time, donate some funds to these youth organizations that the ones that you know are doing the work. Because you can never, you can never uh, donate enough funds. But but also your time is more important. Because when young people, if when you outnumber them, and 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 you have God fearing people, man, they respect numbers more than we do. So we need we need adults, as you said, brother, call to come and help, to come and volunteer, come and study what's taking place, so you can be uh, a part of this moving forward and join on to some of these 47 different organizations that's out there doing the work, and you can help them to expand this work. Because if you really want to save our children lives, and you can see about that, uh, you will do everything in your power. To save a life by supporting and helping the organizations, particularly if you're not doing it right now. All right. 
Captain Andrew, thank you. Thank you for taking the lead to stop the killings, especially involving our young people in Baltimore City. Thank you, and we'll see you there on Saturday. Appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, Brett Call. Peace. All right. As Captain Andrew from the Nation of Islam in Baltimore City, their guns and stop the killing. Peace Walk is Saturday. It starts at noon at State Parking Lot, 940 Madison Avenue. So check it out. Seven minutes after the top of the hour. Uh, Kevin, good morning. I see you've got some, some guests there in the studio. Hey, Carl. Good morning. How's everybody feeling? Look, uh, you know, they say uh, uh, an old friend is like looking in the mirror. I've got my <laughs> there ain't no way in the world I look like you. That's not that clear. <laughs> you look in the mirror, they tell my breaking mirrors, you break walls. <laughs> but you see, look really good. I see you you I don't know what age you are, 39, 40, 45, or something like that. That's 26, yeah. 26. Oh my god, you lie more than I do. I have the greatest job in the world, Carl, and I just lie, but he just beat me. But let me introduce my friend, the myth. The man, the legend, in in town for two shows Friday and Saturday. No, four shows. Four shows, Friday two shows and Friday Saturday. and two shows on Saturday. Yeah, it's the great George Wallace, the mayor of Gotham City. Good morning, George. How you good feeling? morning, everybody. I feel good all over. I'm just having, you know, when you come to DC, that's what it stands for, the, the comedy town. DC, what it actually stands for, the country. But I'm gonna make it, we'll make it the comedy shit. But if you can't laugh here, you can't laugh anywhere. And I'm able to do this at the Improv and. Plus, I used to live here. I used to be on the Magic 102.3 for Radio 1. And I, I lived over in Rockville. And it's just good to be in the city. I'm at the Improv. And not only me, I got a lady named Sylvia Tremor Morrison. She's from here. Yeah, She's right. the first black lady that were ever associated with Saturday Night Live. Did you know that? And Chris Paul, he's from here. My show is so good. And you got Lamont, Crazy Lamont. They're stopping by the show at the <laughs> Improv. So Crazy Lamont to, used to do a show here on Saturday night. See, how about that? See, and yeah. he's now with Kevin Hunter on Nationwide. So you need to come down to the show. You need laughter in your life because when you stop laughing, <laughs> you stop living. And I'm going to let Carl talk because I'll talk forever. I don't, uh, well, you know, I, and I agree with you. you, you medicine you, for the soul. Don't you agree, Carl? That's right. I agree with you, brothers. You, you, you need some escapism. All the stuff that's going on in the world today, you need to laugh. And, and, and t I got to tell you, you laugh, you feel so good. You, you hear a great joke. Man, it, it it's just it's just just all of you other problems around the world are just forgotten at least for that moment. Well, this, so, that's what the show is about. Comedy. Thank Carl. That's what and, and, and special people our age and people. Are, uh, what's happening at my show right now? Kids that are thirty five and forty, they're bringing their parents out to the show. They've mm -hmm. actually never seen their parents really bowl over and laugh and hold over and have some fun like that. So, and I talk about the young people, you know, with their names like Waka Flock of Flame, and I just start cussing. <laughs> Listen, I just start. I didn't, I've been a Christian. I've been a Christian comedian for forty-seven years, but I want to cuss Amen, so better. So, Amen. Yeah, but then I've met the, the name Waka Flock of Flame, <laughs> so that's my cuss word. And also, Jada made me start cussing, so I don't. Want to <laughs> Jada made. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you about that. Well, <laughs> you know, I, ahead. you know, she's going to be in town. You know that she's going to be in town uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Well, she she's going to be. At, I'm going to go see her. Howard Theater. She, yeah, and it's so I'm just mentioning because it it's already sold out. Uh, she's going to be along with Debbie Allen at the Howard Theater, but it's sold out. I but don't care. You think I care about sold out shows? You know what that means? I'm coming in. I'm gonna come in and take that red red table and fold it up <laughs> and put it back in storage. But they've given you they've given you a lot of you new material it. though, uh, uh, George. Yes. McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. 
They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It does, you know, when things like that happen. Jada's given me a lot of material in the last week just of watching her on NBC with Holder and the book and all of that stuff and talk about And I found out, and I tell you what, I told you I was a Christian, right? Yes, sir. And I've never used a B word in my life on stage or anywhere else. But Jada is a BSer. <laughs> She's a BSer. Okay. BSer. Because I know, you know why? Because that's what I do for a living. And all BSers know each other. I mean, we don't know each other, Carl, but we know each other. We can tell. It's just like when Trump starts talking, that's what I do. Because I asked God to let me be the biggest, best BS in the world. And he <laughs> but says, he's Trump, the absolute Trump got best. It. Trump got he's it. Now you go. So when Jada answered these questions, you know, when you look at people going like, that's not true. And then uh, Holder got on a few things, but you haven't, you never told us about the seven years you guys were not together at all. And you, just two years ago, you were husband and wife at the at the events. And right. So, and so I started cussing in when the wheels slapped. I'm going to be talking about that at the improv this week. I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff at the improv two, this week. Four shows, two nights, Friday, Saturday, Friday the 20th, and Saturday the 21st. The show starts at 6. And oh, the doors seven, open at 6. Seven, shows yes, seven. One, one show is at 7 o'clock. Saturday show is early at 6 and 9 and 8.15. So we want to get the picture. I got a lot. I got some people. Remember AARP coming down. So, let me ask you this, George. Carl, go ahead. George, as Hoda, as Jada and Will tank their their careers in Hollywood. Well, I don't know. You know, seems like Will is in a a different space right now because you know he's out of touch with what's going on, and and now we're out of touch. Oh, you mean y'all went together for? Seven years, and he didn't know. And he didn't know, so that's why I'm going crazy right now. And I'm just, I'm just. And after he slapped my buddy Chris Rock, I just went crazy. And I said, I just hate all the Smiths, you know. So I just went off, and I just, I just, I hate all the Smiths. All the Smiths, all every Smith, you name it. I hate Smith, Granny Smith, Granny Smith. I hate them all. You name it. (laughs) All the Black Smith, I hate the Lock Smith. I hate all the Smiths. Dallas Cowboys, hate him. I hate all the Smith. <laughs> Smith is the number one name in America. I had somebody on my show last night, and I said, yeah. and I hate you too. I hate all the Smith. <laughs> Smithsonian Institute, I ain't going over there. Smithsonian Institute. Mr. Smith goes to Washington, I ain't watching that movie. <laughs> but Jada, I got to find me some Jadas to hate. And them two little weird kids, too. Willow and Willow. She's, from, she's from Baltimore, so maybe we I can get some cool. Baltimore visitors to come to the improv. Well, that, they do come from Baltimore, you know, so everybody's coming. The DMV. Football team to be called the Washington DMVs. That's my name, the DMVs, and I go to church with Magic Johnson, so I'm trying to because that includes everybody. The DMVs. The DMV. <laughs> it's better than Commodores or Crackadores. What's the name? Of the, what's the name of the team? The Commanders. Yes. But they yeah. beat my team in Atlanta this weekend in my hometown. They came down and beat us. Well, uh, we got the Atlanta Hawks and the Atlanta Falcons. Got two birds that can't fly. <laughs> well, even a broken <laughs> clock is well, right once a day. Well, at least. So we're changing the name of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium to the Chick-fil-A Stadium now. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Yeah, they both close on Sunday. 
George, is it difficult being being a a Christian comic? You're looking great. Is it difficult being a Christian comic? It's it's so easy. And so you know, church people love to laugh, and I love to do it. I do a lot of churches. Go online right now. You'll catch me at uh, uh, West. I go to West Angeles Church of God in Christ with uh, Stevie Wonder and um, Angela Bassett and Courtney Vance and. Who else goes there? Magic Johnson. Samuel Jackson. I love Samuel coming to church. When the preacher started preaching too long, Samuel said, I'm start cussing. <laughs> I'm tired of this music. <laughs> but I love church and I love doing um, uh, Christian uh, comedy. But I can do it all, you know. So right now I'm losing, I'm being uh, clean for 47 years. Right now I'm having a little fun. And then uh, you might hear a little word because I found out I was the only Christian that wasn't cussing. Everybody else go to church was cussing but me. And I didn't know that. Hey. That's why, you know, <laughs> this is true. That's why I started using the word walker flocker, you know? George, we got to let you go because we, we got a traffic update. Everybody know what the traffic is if you're stuck out there. If the people, <laughs> if you, you think the people in traffic don't know there's traffic out there? Which one? <laughs> Real quick, uh, how many shows again at the Improv, the DC Improv? Two shows on Friday, two shows on Saturday. Call Go to the DC Improv. You know, you can't call in anymore. It's a new day. So come down and put get some laughter in your life. All the people visiting from out of town, make sure you stop be here for the Howard weekend, Howard uh, Alumni weekend. Step down to the Improv. Get your tickets now because uh, it's just uh, we're ready for you. And uh, get your tickets. The expensive seats go first. Why? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Hold that thought right there because we got to step out away, get caught up with the traffic. And Dr. B's on deck. We can talk to him next right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB and also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. And good morning, family. It's 21 minutes after the top of the hour. Dr. B has joined us. Good morning, Dr. B. Thank you for being so patient with us, Dr. B. George Wallace roaming the uh, studios here at Radio 1, <laughs> and he dropped in. So we decided to have a conversation with him. He's going to be at the Improv, as he mentioned. It's a homecoming weekend for Howard, and all these folks are going to be mm-hmm. here. Talked about Jada Pinkett's going to be here. She's, her show's already sold out at the Howard Theater tomorrow, so it's, it's a lot of folks in town. So I'm glad we have you here to help us out, to, to help them out who are listening to us who are coming into town for, for the homecoming weekend, because uh, you're going to help us out. Because you say she, you're going to... You're going to explain to us how to regain our natural God power. Also, you're going to t- expose the truth about genes and soul food. So let's, let's talk about the genes and the soul food first, because uh, folks are in town, you know, they're going to be eating a lot, taking part in a lot of these restaurants around the DMV. <laughs> so explain to us, uh, expose, what, what is the truth, though, uh, about uh, the first the genes? Well, I think we better start with the soul food first. Then we'll go to okay. the genes. Is that okay? So sure. soul food. Soul food is technically slave food. If you look it up, it's slave food. It's food created for the slave. It's food created to keep the slave working mm-hmm. for the master. Right. Okay. It's not food that's going to create a, a, a feeling of being able to be free, of courage. You know what I'm saying? It's going to create more fear. Now, how does it do that? First of all, we have to look at the foods that we call soul food. Number mm-hmm. one, chicken. Chicken is not a natural animal. Chicken was man-made. It was crossbred first by the Chinese in 1507. Okay, it's two different birds, sometimes three different birds, all mixed together, right, in a lab basically, through, you know, genetic engineering to create this bird that doesn't run away. It's afraid of everything. Chickens are 
the scariest things on the farm. Mm. They have the smallest brain. Mm. <laughs> they don't they don't really think, they just react. I mean, you know, they have to shoot the chickens in in the rain to make sure they don't just stand out there and just drown in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, chickens, they just, you know, I mean, if you look at the if you look in their eyes, you know, there's no it's no intelligence in their eyes the way they be looking. You could slap a chicken, you could backhand a chicken, and they just look at you like, what, what, what's that? Now, doctor, are you doctor? Are you a comedian? Are you telling the truth? I'm telling the <laughs> George truth. George Wallace, Doctor V. <laughs> what's happening, George? He says I'm telling the truth. You know, a chicken is the only animal on this planet that never dies of natural causes. Did you know that? Exactly. <laughs> It's the only bird that's never born. It's the only bird that's never born naturally. I mean, you know, it's not a natural animal. You see, and it, 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 and it's, it's the thing that we just love. And, and see, only the very rich, rich people used to eat chicken. You see, because they didn't have that many of them, they would die, you know, really quickly. Yeah. You, know, you had to take, you had to take care of them like babies. If they stay outside too long, they they get a suntan and die and fry. You know, they have this, they have this chick, they have this chicken disease, right? Where the chickens lose their minds, they snap. Well, those are the chickens that they cut up real quick and make wings out of. Okay, the chickens have lost their mind. They snap because there's too many of them in a small area. You know, they have them like in a little cage, twelve by twelve. They got like twelve chickens in a little cage. They can't even move. Uh. You see. So the chicken, right? We eat that. We are what we eat. Mm. This is why people are crazy. People are chicken headed. You hear about the chicken headed people? <laughs> you see, because they they just plucking around. Right. They don't know who they are. People get lost because the genes of the chicken have now been absorbed by a person. So persons, people are acting like chickens. Right. And running around. Just, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, it, it's full of fear. I was wondering what's wrong with me. You see, it's too much chicken, man. You, you know, <laughs> my, my, you know, my, my, my mentor, Dick Gregory, he used to always say, yes, he used to always say, he said, them chickens is a secret weapon. The chickens is a secret weapon because all you got to do is eat enough of him, right? You'll kill yourself. You'll be, you'll live in fear to the point where you just die. You just fall out. That's why we having so many heart attacks. Too much of this chicken. And then it's got the highest cholesterol, you know, besides shrimp and, and, and shellfish. So it's just, you know, as soon as you eat it, the grease and the oil just collects in your body and becomes a wax. Let's go on to, let's go on to the pig. Cause you know, folks love. Ooh, Yo, that was that was heavy right there. I'm sorry. Wait, wait a second. Take the chicken leg. Take it back. I can't eat it. Take it back. Okay. Go ahead, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> they had a sandwich for me, but I can't eat it now. It's not a sandwich. It's a sandwich. Sand. It's a sandwich. It's putting a magic spell on you. You see what I'm saying? Sandwich. We and we love it. You know, Doctor B. You know, I no longer eat red meat. I just eat white meat. Well, why do we want to be eat? What? Why we think white is better? You see what I'm saying? Think about that. Has white? How well has white done for us? (laughs) You see? You got black people eating eating everything white. White sugar. White flour. We get whited out. Remember they used to have the whiteout board, you know what I'm saying? Where they use a whiteout on the on the letter you would My neighbor got a white girlfriend. Keep going. Oh, uh oh. Well, you know, that's a personal issue. <laughs> Do- <Anyway>. Dr. B. <laughs> Dr. Dr. B, you're giving George Dr. some new material. You here. have got to come <laughs> to my show. He let him do the talking. <laughs> if I come, you got to call me up on the stage. I just can't That's be down there. That's what I'm talking about. Gonna... I'm going to have you on stage rather than me. This is valuable information people need to know about the chicken. Because you never even see a dead chicken laying on the side of the road, do you? 
You never see a you never see a baby chicken laying on the side of the road. You don't see chickens on the side of the road. Listen, <laughs> you'll never see a chicken in the woods. George, you done drove all across the country in the world. You have never seen a field of chickens. Ever. That's Where so they at? True. They're only on the farm, George. Well, there's a whole lot of chicken be... in Atlanta. I can tell you that right now because chickens in Atlanta, the home of Chick-fil-A, the home of uh, 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 Popeye's, the home of Zaxby's. We've got a lot of chicken down there in Atlanta. You been to Atlanta? I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's a government program. So you can't have a black city, a chocolate city, right, and have the people eating the real food. You got to have them eating something that's going to control their minds and keep them under control. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you got to watch people on the freeway here. They just be jarting in and out of traffic and crazy and people just get out of their car. I mean, you know, Atlanta's the only place in the world where people be walking along the freeway. And with, you walking. Know, also with a gas can, these people need to go to jail because they're repeat offenders. You know why I know? Because they got the can. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Doctor is working on me today. Doctor, I have got to get information on you because you live in Atlanta, and so do I. I live in Atlanta. You know what else you never seen in Atlanta, Doctor? Peach trees. We got every street in Atlanta called Peach Street, and you don't see no peach trees nowhere. That's right, and on every peach tree, there's a chicken place. <laughs> I just told you they got Chick-fil-A, they got Zaxby's, they got Crystal, they got uh, churches. Just the home office of all. You know, Georgia used to be the chicken capital of the world. Did you know that? Gangsville, it is Georgia. now. It is now. I'm telling you. I had a doctor told me to stop eating chicken. And I, I shot and you him. kept eating it. No, I shot him. <laughs> Please, doctor. You are the funniest man in America, doctor. Man, I ain't cracking no jokes. I you know you ain't cracking jokes. Serious. I'm very serious. I know. That's why they call me. That's why they call me Doctor B. Serious. I'm extremely serious. I'm telling you. Say about these pigs. And the pigs. Let me tell you about the pigs. Let me tell you about the pigs. <laughs> You know, they keep talking about how pigs say oink, oink, right? Mm-hmm. I went to the farm. Didn't the pigs never said oink, oink? Never. Now, I realized when I studied the history of the pig, the pig is another unnatural grafted man-made animal, crossbreed. It's a crossbreed of an African rat, an African sorry, dog, an African rat. That's a special rat now. It ain't your regular city rat. This is a big, huge rat. It's an African dog, an African dog, and an African cat. They crossbred all of them. This is this is in the books. This is not something made up. Made up. This is a man-made grafted animal. Now, there's wild boars. That's different. They're wild. They got hair. They brown. They run. They ain't gonna hang out on no farm. You understand what I'm saying? If, it, if this pig is a combination of animals, so it can't say oink. It actually makes the sounds of all the animals. What happened to Carl? Did he die? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm absorbing this stuff, George. George, hey, Carl, you're going like, what do you say now? Say what now? <laughs> I, can, I love this. Go ahead, doctor. So the pig, the pink pig. Look, wait a second, wait a second. We got anything. to call some people. Y'all need to get on the telephone, call everybody you know, <laughs> and tell them to tune into this station right now because there's heavy news up in here. Dr. Pig, he's talking about the pig and the chicken now. Soul food, <laughs> but it's street food, which is what you call But call somebody right now. We're waiting on you to call and tell your friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, tell Dr. B's on the radio with George Wallace. It's, just, it's wild this morning. Mm-hmm. But Dr. B, go ahead because we got a break coming up. 
So 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 the pig don't know what it is, and it, and it can't run away because it's pink. And if you're out in the woods by yourself, you just can't be pink. You understand what I'm saying? That means protein. Of everything in the world can see. You can't hide. You can't run. Same thing with that chicken. If you white, you better be able to fly. You better be, be able to move fast. So you can tell these things ain't natural because they got <laughs> the wrong color. You can always tell something ain't right because it don't mix in nature. Dr. P, you see, seems like you hang around in the woods a lot, too. Go ahead. You got to. This is Atlanta. Anyway, the pig don't have no pores, so it don't sweat. Right. It has these little holes near its hoof that just shoots out this poison toxin 24-7. The pig has one drop of pig juice, has two million trickiness worms. Two million little teeny worms. The worms affect your muscles. They affect your joints. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of people got arthritis, they got bursitis, all these different things. And they also have very high cholesterol because once again, that animal is nothing but pure fat and wax. Oh my goodness, I'm learning a lot today. That's why I got I've been eating too many pork chops and too much chicken. Go ahead, doctor. You see, and, and this these are foods that we call soul food. And I'm, and I'm gonna go to one more and then I'm gonna leave the, those those soul foods alone. Okay. The cow, the dairy cow. Mm-hmm. The dairy cow is crossbred too. It's a buffalo and an oxen. They crossed them together. The Spanish did, or I think it was the Italians, one of those groups. They, attack, they, they they put these two together, see? And what happens is buffalo, you can't catch them. It's hard to catch a buffalo. You know, you shoot them five times, they throw the bullets back at you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But buffalo is a very special animal, and it has some of the best-tasting meat, but you couldn't keep it in captivity. Now, the oxen, on the other hand, would work for man. You know what I'm saying? They carry stuff, but they don't taste too good. Mm. So you get, and they don't run away. You see, so you get these two animals and you cross them together and you get an animal that, that tastes good that doesn't run away. The, 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 the cow can't even digest food. That's why it's the only animal that's got five stomachs because it can't break food down. Mm-hmm. It, it, can't, it, it can't live on its own. You have never been in the woods. There you in, go again, back in the woods. Go ahead. <laughs> you ain't never seen a cow, a, a, a brown, black and white cow just walking through the woods. They're only on farms. All these animals are only on farms because they're created <laughs> as grafted. Hold that thought right there, Dr. B, because we got to take a break. And, and they're telling me that George has to go because he's got to do a couple of not, another not station here. To this. I ain't got to be go nowhere. I got to listen to <laughs> George but, but, my uh, number, George, Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get you his number, too. <laughs> Thank you, George. We'll see you at the improv. Folks, we got to step aside. Okay? All righty, you too. We got to get caught up on the latest news, traffic, and weather in our different cities. We'll be back in four minutes, though, with Dr. B right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB and also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL, where information is power. Happy Hump Day, family. 19 minutes away from the top of the hour with Dr. B. Dr. B is a metaphysician, also master herbalist. I also want to thank George Wise for stopping by. George is going to be in the improv in the next few days, so the DC improv, so check him out. Before we go back to Dr. B, though, coming up tomorrow, historian Dr. Walter Williams will be here. He's going to talk about what's going on in Northeast Africa. Some of you call it the Middle East. Also, Morgan State Professor Dr. Ray Wimbush will join us. So if you're in Baltimore, make sure your radio is locked in tight on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, 
Weber on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. Dr. B, I want folks, even though George was sitting in with us, what Dr. B is telling us is true. You know, I don't think it was it's anything funny. So I just want to make sure that people don't think you were part of a, a, a skit, Dr. B. But what you're telling us is actually true. So I'll let you finish telling us about the cow. See, the cow can't digest food very well. The cow is incomplete. It's not a natural animal. And what happens is, here's the biggest issue. When you eat food that's not natural, it's not made by God, it's not created by nature, it has an effect. Okay? If it's not made by nature, then it's going to have an effect on your genes. It's going to have an effect on your life because you are what you eat. If you eat in domesticated animals, see, domesticated, doomed, they're doomed, they, 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 they're not natural, they're cloned, they're created, they're grafted. If you keep eating these foods, what happens is, is you become what you eat. So now all of a sudden we can scream and talk about getting off the farm as humans, but we'll never really jump the fence because none of these animals will jump the fence. Check it out. Pigs, chickens, and cows will not leave the farm. Where are they going? They're not natural. They don't know how to go out there and survive on their own. You see? So the same thing with people who eat these foods, they may talk about being free, talk about the power and what we used to have and who we used to be, but they're not going to leave the farm mentally. They're going to stay on the farm. In fact, a lot, of, a lot of black folks have become government agents. They're agents of the government. You're talking all this talk about, oh, boy, we're conscious, we're free, we need to do this, we need to do that. Then we go sit down and eat the food of the enemy. We eat the oppressive food. And see, once you eat food that's causing you to stay as a prisoner, you, you, this, this means you're oppressed. Soul food, the original soul food, is food, the food of oppression. Once you begin to eat the food of oppression over and over, you become oppressed. Then you become depressed. And after that, you become oppressive your own self. Now, look at it. A lot of people, look at the show Soul Food. Remember the show Soul Food? Mama cooked up all that food in the kitchen, and the biggest thing on the table was the turkey and the ham. They were huge. The light was glistening, and you could see the grease and the sweat on that sucker. Mama dies from diabetes, what, heart disease, whatever she died from. But it was food. She died from food poisoning, right? Now the children, they, at the end of the movie, cook the exact same meal and they proud of it just like you know because the, they're making mama happy let me tell you something our ancestors were not happy about eating soul food eating that slave food eating the food of oppression eating the scraps that they, they gave us the worst of the worst of the worst food they were throwing it away they were actually shocked that we could spice it up and make it taste good because we're very creative people do you think that your ancestors, because we keep playing, praying to the ancestors, asking the ancestors for help, do you think they would be joy, that they're joyful and happy that you're eating the food that they were forced to eat and you're not forced to eat it? You're eating the food of oppression? See, to oppress means to press something down. We're limited. You see, I used to talk to Dick Gregory about this, talk about you know the Negro. The Negro is a person who consciously never grows past the knees. They can't grow. You can't grow consciously because your, 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 your structure, your, what you're standing on, your legs are broken. 
You're crippled by eating these foods. And see, we call it family food. This is our family. This is our tradition, Dr. B. What are we supposed to eat on Thanksgiving? We can't all sit around and just eat vegetables. Why couldn't we? McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Why couldn't we? Because the food that a lot of us are eating represents death. It represents pain. It represents sorrow. It represents grief. It represents anger. And those animals who were oppressed, those animals who were whipped and beaten and shot up with hormones and chemicals. I mean, they give these animals so many chemicals. It's ridiculous. A chicken, right? Chicken used to take like six months to grow. A month, a chicken is full grown because they're shooting it up with growing hormones. The cow, they're shoving these things down the cow's throat called recumbent bovine growth hormone. This stuff makes the cow grow really big. It also makes it make more milk than a natural cow. These things are being given to the animals to make the animals grow fast, to get them to the market quicker. Then they pump the meat, right? When they cut the flesh, they, they put these needles in it and they pump it full of tap water. Now, a lot of y'all, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you drink spring water. You know, I drink spring water. I, don't, I drink filtered water. But then you eat this, this meat, which is pumped full of tap water to make the piece of flesh heavier. So when they put it on the scale at the meat market, they don't even have meat markets no more. At the grocery store, it's heavier, full of tap water. You know what's in the tap water? Most tap water is toilet water that's been reconditioned and cleaned up. Now, I don't know how you could clean up some toilet water, but they got some technology for you. And this is what the average person is drinking and eating. You see? So these foods are created to repress, depress, compress to keep you on the farm mentally, to keep your mind believing in the illusions that they're creating. Because most of what they told you about you, about the world, and what's going on is an illusion. They're lies. They're transliterations. A lot of your books, some of your holy books, they're transliterations. That means somebody took them, changed them up, very you know artistically changed the words based on the politics that they needed for the people because people can be controlled by words also. So if you're controlled by words and what you think they mean, then you're eating food right that is controlling your mind, repressing you, depressing you because the spirit of the dead animal is upon you, and that animal went through suffering and pain. That animal was whipped and beaten and put in a cage. Now you're eating that, and that food is going to control your mind. The meal is going to control your soul. Huh? So now soul food is food that controls your soul huh? so that your food cannot let you free. Your food is your prisoner. Your food has you locked in, and it's on every corner, and they're so happy to give it to you. And they call it food for the soul, but it's food that actually denies your soul. It's food that breaks your spirit, food that keeps you from actually growing from the knees, huh? 
You can't grow to the highest vibration. You can't raise your vibration high enough. And I'm going to tell you something else, Carl. A lot of folks, they leave, well, I don't eat that stuff no more. You know, I eat I eat plant-based meat. Well, we got a little problem here. Now, as a transitional food, that's okay. But a lot of the plant-based meat is based in a plant. What do you mean? You think it was made out of a plant. No, it was made in a plant, a manufacturing plant. Man, I've seen some of these foods. There's so many ingredients on the back. It's ridiculous. I, 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 I'm trying to figure out who who came up with this. But we want stuff to look the same, to kind of taste the same, to feel the same, because our habits, right, are based on the way we were raised. We were raised, when they talk about raising somebody, they're talking about raising chickens, raising cows. That's a farm term. So when you raise your children, you're teaching your children by calling them kids. Now they goats and chickens and cows and things too, kids, right? Now you're raising them versus what? Rearing them versus expanding them versus teaching them versus elevating them. You're raising them like what? Farm animals. And that's the way they they treat you in school, like a farm animal. This is the thing. They treat the people like chattel, like slaves. Like animals, and they don't even—they don't even—you don't need to be a slave on the farm anymore. People are slave in their own home. They slave in their own mind, and then you eat the slave food. Then you talk the slave talk. The slave talk is the talk of disempowerment. Most of the talk that people talk is to talk about what had happened, what's going on, the problem. The problem. Ninety percent of the talk is about the problem. Very seldom do you hear talk about solutions. Solutions. We talk about what they did to us. We keep going back and time traveling back to what had happened a long time ago. I'm not saying that stuff didn't happen. It is not important, right? But if you live in the past, you can't live in the future at the same time. You can only be in one place at a time. But if you keep flashing back to the past, you are the slave. Even if you keep talking about it was in the past, but in the present, you got things to do. Because you can't really mind your own natural now business if you're living in the past. You can't break the chain of the memory because your subconscious mind and your genes, I'm getting there, and your genes are programmed to think and feel and experience the past as if it's happening now. Because your subconscious mind doesn't know that you're thinking about something in the past. The subconscious mind is recording what's happening now as if it's happening now. That's, the subconscious mind is also the body mind. That's also basically your genes. Your genes are a part of your body and your proteins. If you are experiencing in your mindset the past, you can't live in the present. You can't have real solutions because to have real solutions, you have to be what? 90% in the now, in the present, and maybe 10% about the past because the past is just lessons to learn from. But you can't fix them. But now, if you're talking about the past and you're talking about, you know, slavery and trauma all the time, not that it didn't happen, but if that's your focus, you're fascinated with it. Whatever you're fascinated with, Carl, means that you're fastened to it. You're connected to it. You talk about it. The body doesn't know that you're talking about something, right, from the past. And now we're angry. We're angry in the moment about something that happened a long time ago that we can't fix. What we can do is we can break free from the plantation, the plantation. We can break free from the farm. But see, a lot of people are on the farm, but they don't see it. 
They don't see the farm that's around them. They don't see the gate. And a lot of times, you know, you go to the farm car and the, and the gate's broken. The cows ain't leaving. The chickens ain't leaving. The pigs ain't leaving. The people ain't leaving. They're going to get to talking about, well, you know, this is how it is for us. And see, black people, listen to, you listen to how people talk. They talk about all the things that they do to black people. What they going to do to you. See, this keeps you in lack, limitation, not enoughness. So you can't tap into your real true God power. See, when, when the people from, from, from Europe, when, they, when, the, when the conquerors came, they knew they had to get to your mind. They had to change your mindset about who you are. They have to take your identity. So a lot of us have a lost identity. We're lost and turned out. Because we keep agreeing to things that are not totally natural. So now we're domesticated like the animals. We're eating domesticated foods, and it's a dome over you. See, it's a domicile. You can't get out of that dome because you're eating like, like domesticated people. You're talking domesticated talk. Then you're thinking domesticated thoughts. So you now can't mind your natural God power business in this particular moment because you're turned out. Now, hold that thought right there, Dr. Thing. B. Hold that thought right there real quick. We've got to take a, a quick check of the traffic and weather in our different cities and the news for our listeners in Baltimore. But I'll let you finish your thought when, you get, when we get back in six minutes uh, away from the top there. Actually, we'll be back in four minutes. And Alex and Alexandra has a question for you. Folks, you two can speak to Dr. B at 800-450-7876. We'll be back right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. And also in the DMV, we're rolling on FM 95.9 and AM 14. 50 WOL where information is power. Keep Good morning again, family. Happy hump day. A minute after the top of the hour with Dr. B. Um, folks, there's some serious stuff that Dr. B's laying down for us. You got a question or comment, reach out to us. It's 800-450-7876. Alex is in Alexander. We'll get to him in a moment, but I'm going to let Dr. B complete uh, the dots here because he started off with soul food, and then he tells us how we can regain our natural God power. So, Dr. B, I'll let you finish completing your thought, and then we'll go to Alex in Alexandria. Well, it's been proven through the science of epigenetics that our genes are not controlling our lives. They're not determining our lives. It's the environment around the genes that the genes are processing and reacting to. We were told that things run in the family. It runs in our genes. For instance, they have a gene called the Lynch gene. I don't know if you've heard about this, Carl, the Lynch gene. No, I have not. The Lynch gene, please look it up. The Lynch gene is a gene they say that only black people have. Check that out. The Lynch gene that causes cancer in black people. Now, now look, the guy who came up with this, right, this was before they even could see the genes. He made this up. He, was a, he, he had slaves, and he noticed and he had slaves and shared croppers or both or one. But he noticed that the black woman who worked directly for him, you know, he had a whole plantation, but this one black woman was always sad and depressed because her relatives on the farm were sick all the time. So she was always sad. He determines that she is so sad. And then she got sick. She got cancer or something like it. She was so sad all the time that she had taken on the environment. She'd taken on the feelings and the emotions of that depression, that repression, that sadness, and that, 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 
the, the feeling of I'm going to die. That's like having a, a constant premonition by watching your people just pass away like that, that it's prob- we all have something. So he determined that there was a gene in black people called the lynch gene. Like, you know, it's going to lynch you. You're going to hang yourself. But we don't even have to hang you. All we got to do is keep feeding you slop, right? Keep getting you to be in fear mode 24-7. After you're in fear mode over and over, right? After 28 days of being in fear mode, first of all, let me, let me, let's start. Let's go here. If you have a, uh, what you call a, a mood, right? You're going through a mood. After you have a mood for 28 days, that mood becomes programmed in you to be a part of your personality. The, The mood that you're in can become a part of your personality. So if you feel sad, depressed, you don't have any power, you, you, everything has been taken away from you, then that now becomes a part of your personality because the genes are genies. They're like genies. The, the genie story, Carl, is the story of your genes asking you each moment, what would you like? Only 10% of your genes are actually part of your, you know, your hair color, what you look like, maybe what you talk like, what you got from your parents. The rest of it is an open palette, ready to be programmed. Now, they call it junk DNA. They call it junk DNA because they didn't understand it. They, they couldn't see what it was doing back in the day. This is way back in the day. The junk DNA is the DNA that's pro- programmed by you. So if you are concerned constantly about the problems of the world, if you're always living in the disagreeable past, if you're feeling poor, broke, lonely, disempowered, then you sit down and eat a plate of food that is food that's poor, broke, lonely, disempowered, has no nutrients, and is cooked to death with all of these oils like you know corn oil, soy oil, canola oil. A lot of these oils that we're cooking with the food is actually choking our cells so that they cannot breathe. They cannot receive the, enough light. Because genes are also programmed by light. So if you're living in this place mentally, physically, and spiritually of being downtrodden, living in a struggle, then you speak the language of struggle. You sleep, sleep, you sleep, we speak a language, sleep a language. I like that. We sleep a language, right? That puts us to sleep. A lot of people, Carl, to be honest, they're dead waiting on dirt because they believe that that they're not going to make it. It's it's, it's so bad because when you grew up, they told you how hard it was going to be to make it, how hard it was going to be to get good grades in school. It's going to be hard to get married, and it's going to be even harder to stay married. Divorce, everybody's getting addicted. The the language is about who got divorced, who did this, who did – when you go to the family dinner – Right. Well, you're supposed to be joyful. You're eating food, dead food. Right. Very little of it has any life. Then you're having a dead language. The language is about the problems and the gossip about who did what, who did what we don't agree with, what happened on the news. And oh, boy, did you hear about this? And it's all small talk. That small talk keeps you small. So you might say you want to get wealthy, but a lot of people that want to get wealthy, poor still got them. A lot of people say they want to get healthy, but sickness still got them. A lot of people say they want to get high and raise their vibration, but the low vibration still got them because they're programmed from children to speak, eat, talk, and live and attract other people with nothing but problems. If 
you do that, then you are enslaving yourself now. So the Lynch gene is a gene that is really not a real thing. It's a concept is a gene that comes online that hangs you. It's going to hang. You're going to hang yourself because if you realize that this particular moment in this day is brand new, everything could change today based on you, based on what you eat. And what do we eat in the morning? Breakfast. We break the fast with food that's going to break our legs. It's going to break our intestines. It's going to break our heart. Because the first thing you should eat in the morning, first drink some water. Drink, drink some real water, actual spring water. Then, you know, fruit. Fruit has the natural sugars in it that gives your body energy throughout the day. Eat fruit, only fruit, for breakfast. That's how you break the fast. If you eat food of slaves, if you eat soul food that's actually nullifying your soul, huh? it's nullifying your spirit, huh? it is killing you softly. And with all those ingredients and things that you can't even digest, then your whole day is doomed. Your whole day is full of struggle because the body is now at war trying to fight the food that you just ate trying to kill off the parasites, the fungus, and then, you know, the big thing, the next big thing is gluten. It's a ton of glue. People, well, what is gluten, Dr. B? It's a ton of glue. We used to make paper mache back in the day. We used to make, you know, take flour, white flour, mix it with some water, and you got glue. You can stick paper together and do all kinds of things. That's what it does in your digestive tract. And, you know, we need some, some gluten with everything. You know, soul food ain't nothing without some good bread. You see, without something to stick it all together to make it heavy. That's why after the Thanksgiving meal, everybody sleeps. You, you can't even get up and enjoy the. You're watching sports, right? You fall asleep on sports. Why? Because they're playing a game on you and they put you to sleep slowly by feeding you toxins and your genes. They're being programmed by their environment. That means if you eat food that's toxic. If you eat food that has been poisoned and whipped and enslaved and pumped up with hormones, your genes say that's what you desire because the genes are genies. You're taking on the program that you give them. You're feeding them energetically. Then if your talk all day is disagreeable, it's all about what happened, what was going on, what was bad and how bad the neighborhood is, right? Instead of getting out there and helping to change the neighborhood, right? You are now agreeing you got a contract, and a lot of people have contracts they've signed in perpetuity with drama. They need it, but a lot of people, you know, I was talking to one of my colleagues, and all he talks about, you know, his lectures and everything is about how bad it is in the world, no solutions. So I asked him one simple question. I said, if all of a sudden we woke up today and all of your quote-unquote enemies were gone, what would you do? He said, what do you mean, B? That ain't going to happen. I said, no, let's say it just happened. All of a sudden, we went through a dimensional shift like on those time movies, you know, movies about time travel. We're in a new world, and there's no enemy. What would you do? He was quiet. He couldn't even think. His eyes is like, cause, you know, you're so, you're so programmed to live in trauma. You're so programmed to live in drama. You're so programmed to eat food that's been traumatized, dramatized. You've been eating food with so many ingredients in it. Now they got frankenfoods for you. And then you move from the frankenfoods to foods made in a plant with so many chemicals, they may be worse than the actual animal. What happens is here, you are now full of it. You're full of trash. Your genes say we're trashy. 
Your genes take on the program of you being what? Domesticated. You being in fear. Because sometimes anger basically is fear. Anger, there's only two emotions, love and fear. It's only two. Most times anger comes under fear. And you become inferior. And after a while, after 28 days of being in fear, you become inferior. And now you have an inferiority complex and you don't think you could get free. See, people don't realize that changing the way you eat will help you become free. Being more organized in your life will help you become free. Getting grounded in the moment. Just go put your naked feet on the ground will help you become free. Connect with Mother Earth. You see, our cells are programmed and deep in those, they're programmed for whatever's going to happen. And you get to program them. See, it's like a programming, it's like a computer. You get to choose the program. I'm not saying that the past didn't happen and we didn't go through hell and back, but we came back from hell. You get to create heaven on earth. In your mindset, in your choices each day, in your friendships, in your relationship, you begin to be the captain of a ship. But you have to have a goal. To be the captain of a ship, you need to have a goal. You need to know exactly where you're going. Never mind how. That ain't none of your business. Right now, where are you going and why? What is your why? If your why every day is to be wired up, right, with what? The problems, the pain, war. Misery. See, they keep pumping that stuff to you. They talk about, well, they started a war. There's always been, yeah, there's always a, pl- a war on the planet. Every day. They just start broadcasting you certain things to keep you from waking up, especially in October. Why October is the month where they start all the drama on the planet every year? Because October is an eight. That's the bridge, right? Oct is eight. They keep telling you, well, it's the 10th month. Well, that's if you want to go with the Gregorian calendar. And if you study who Gregoria was, Gregoria, actually is King George. But if you study that, you'll realize that's all about power and control and keeping the slaves right out of time. Because if you get in natural time, right, you can get off the, you can get off the plantation. So October is the month they harvest you. It's the harvest month. They're harvesting their fruits of their labor. You're the harvest. You see mm. what I'm saying? Mm. The people yeah. become Hold harvest. on thought right there, Dr. B. Let's digest that. We're going to take a short break and check the traffic and weather again. Folks, I hope you're enjoying the Dr. B's laying down this morning at 14 after the top of the hour. We'll be back in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. In the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, or information, is power. And good morning again, family. 21 minutes after the top of the hour on this hump day. Our guest is Dr. B. Dr. B is a metaphysician, a master herbalist. Got a question or comment for Dr. B. He was telling us about soul food. Reach out to us at 800-450-7876. Alex is calling from Alexandria in Virginia. He's on line two. Alex, you're on with Dr. B. Shalom to you, Carl. Shalom to your guests. Shalom to the worldwide listeners. And shalom to all the land of Cain. Um... I want to speak to um, your guests about uh, all the farm animals or so-called farm animals that uh, he spoke about. Um, Why you never explain that them animals were never in the United States? Them animals were animals from over in Asia and uh, Pakistan and India. We as African people... uh, 
we were natural born, I should say, vegetarians. Because over in Africa, you only had safari animals like giraffes and elephants, and we sure wasn't eating them. So uh, why are we calling it soul food and them animals weren't never else? They they were them people over in them Asian countries and and, and the Middle East. Why are we calling it right. soul food and them animals what now? All right, let's give him a chance to respond. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for your call. Dr. B? We're calling it soul food because we made an agreement with our oppressors to call it that. Soul food means food that has light. Soul is light. Natural food has light in it. It's picking up light from the environment. Like vegetables are picking up light. You just see, and even the animals that eat vegetables are picking up light. The average person is eating. See, animals that eat meat don't eat animals that eat meat. They want to get the animals that are close to the vegetables. We want to get back to the soul, which is light. So soul food cancels out the light. It does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. So we are, we are photovoltaic beings, which means that we receive light, right, as energy. We turn our melanin turns the light into energy. But the average person is not getting the results because they're eating food that blocks the light. We're blocking the soul. We're blocking the sun. We're blocking the natural energy. Now, the only way we can clean this up is to detoxify our body totally. This is why we do seasonal detoxifications. You got to get rid of parasites. You got to get rid of yeast, all the heavy metals and chemicals and hormones they put in your food. You see? So, we as a people now, and, 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 and there's this thing about where we're and this will mess with some folks that we're from Africa. We're from everywhere around the equator. We are the people of the sun. That means that we need light, right? To enlighten us, to raise us up. We need more light. We got to be outside in the light. You know what I'm saying? We have to put our naked feet on the ground because that increases the amount of light your body can absorb. That's right. Putting your naked feet on the ground or grabbing a tree, it increases the amount of light that your body can absorb and detoxification. This is why we created the Elevated Total Body Program at ElevationTime.com to help people detoxify every season from things like parasites. Because these man-made animals, they have more parasites than natural animals. Grafted man-made animals carry more toxins, more parasites, and more poison. Right? And more fear hormones than any other natural animal. Because they're not that their immune systems are not developed correctly. They're not made to really live. We're forcing them to live. We're giving them these foods. We're forcing them to eat ground up versions of themselves. We're forcing them to eat these chemicals to make them grow fast so we can get it to the table of the person who enjoys soul food. And it's the opposite. It's it's actually the disagreeable food. It's not soul food. It's the food without light. It's anti-soul food. Now, that's why we cleanse, and it takes at least 28 days. You cannot do a seven-day detoxification and a little water fast to get rid of some of these chemicals, some of these parasites. They got superbugs in these foods. And these superbugs, check this out, Carl. These superbugs, right, these things, these parasites actually control people's minds. I was talking to a farmer once. They know all about these things that actually control the animal like toxoplasma, is a parasite, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, 
It's a parasite that's in the feedlot that the animals eat that causes them to lose their natural minds. They no longer can process courage. They're in fear. They become inferior because of this parasite. Please look it up. Toxoplasma. It causes the animal's emotions to be twisted. It causes the animal not to really realize who it is. It denatures the animal. The animal will not run away because it's afraid of being free. Then the people eat these denatured animals full of this parasite, toxoplasma. Now the people actually take on the vernacular, the vibration, the language, the energy, the feeling of these animals. And then we act like animals. And we don't even realize it. We keep talking about where we from, where we from. We're from where we're going. You're from where you're going because you're creating your journey based on your path. And if you're the captain of your ship, if you have a business, then you need to be minding your business and businessing your mind. But if you're so absorbed in what? Emotions, the emotions of the food you just ate. Then if you pray, right, a lot of times the people praying over the food, begging for stuff. When it says in the books, don't beg for nothing, act as if you have it now, be grateful in advance. So you're programming the food with what you don't have. <laughs> By a lot of our mantras, we talk about what we don't have and what we don't want in the mantra. This is crazy. This is programming. This is taking away your light, taking away your soul. God power is the natural power we have in every cell of our body. In every cell, they have something called the divinity code. And this code says that you could become anything you desire, but you have to choose. We're choosing to live like oppressed people. I'm not saying that, every, that people are going through a lot right now. I'm not saying that people aren't going through a lot on this planet right at this particular moment. What I'm saying is that any moment could change anything. Any choice or decision you make could change everything. If you could say, well, look, I'm just, for, just for breakfast, I'm going to eat fruit. All of a sudden, you may have an idea that changes everything. You could change your whole community. You could change the whole world based on one event. So the event that you would like to happen is on the horizon at all times. But you have to be the right person at the right time to get to the right place, to be the right person, to what? take advantage of the opportunity. And see, opportunities come every day, Carl. They knock on your door every day. But they don't go away. They just go to somebody else. But you've got to detoxify your body. So that's why we have the Elevated Total Body Program, and this is October, right? And a lot of people in October get sad because they have seasonal affective disorder because the sun is going down. There's not as much light. The days are getting shorter. So they feel depressed. They feel sad, and they feel like, the, 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 you know, it's going to be cold now, and they start worried about how cold it's going to be and what they don't have once again, and they don't realize that they're being what? Harvested. Somebody is harvesting us. They're using us as slaves, getting you to never really leave and really, never really do your own thing, to do what you came here to do, to live the life you came and live in love. You're living in fear. And then you're choosing friends who are in drama, in trauma. You know, you choose friends based on them having the same type of ideology you got. So if you feel like the world is bad and it's terrible, you eat terrible food, you talk terrible talk, you always praying and begging for stuff and you feel downtrodden, you want to meet somebody, right? Your best mate is going to be a person that lives the same way. Instead of meeting somebody that's on a different level, rising their vibration, attempting to get off the farm, that's what we have to do right now. And the only way we do that is, number one, detoxify your body and obtain your true God power. This is why we do this event. 
called the Blueprint for God Power. The Blueprint for God Power event that we did in January was the largest event ever done of this kind. It's an online workshop, the Blueprint for God Power, with Billy Carson, myself, for, for eight hours. We give you the blueprint to get off the farm. We talk about everything that can get you free. Billy talks about how to make wealth, how to create your own bank, how to pre-program your brain. I'm going to be talking about how to take full charge of your mindset in every moment. There's these exercises that the martial artists do every day to keep them in courage. You know, you know, I don't know if you ever heard the story that Dick Gregory told. He talks about they were on an airplane, and they knew the airplane was going to crash. Something happened to the engines, and they, 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 they're going to hit a mountain. And they tell the people, look, we about to, this is it. This is your last few minutes. We're going to hit this mountain. We're going to die. Prepare yourself. Dick Gregory says he goes into the mode of meditation, and he sees love and fear. Cause, I mean, love right? Love and courage. Because love is courage and courage is love. And he goes into this meditation and he stays there and the plane just misses the mountain. And he talks about one people who, one person who is encouraged, encourages everybody's vibration on the plane to change and everybody's vibration on the change can change uh, on the tra- on the plane can change the vibrational rate of the energy and the attitude of the people once you change the attitude you're changing your angle when you ch- once you change your attitude you change your altitude and you can raise a plane you could change the world you could stop a war you could stop an argument just on your mindset McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. But if your mind is set in the disagreeable, if your mind is set at being a slave, and if you're not tapping into your true God power, then guess what? You are part of the problem. You keep talking about what you can't do, what you won't do, what you shouldn't do, what they did, and what had happened. You are part of the problem. So we're doing this thing, the, uh, the, the blueprint for God power, on the 29th of this month. The 29th of this month. The blueprint for God power. Eight-hour uh, event that's going to give you the blueprint to get off the farm. To get there, go to elevationtime.com, elevationtime.com. And go to events. And then you go down, you know, you go down the page, you'll see Blueprint for God Power 1, which is a replay of what we did in January. Then you'll see the Blueprint for God Power 2. Sign up for it. Thousands of people are signing up for this because, Carl, the people that did it in January, their lives changed. People, we, we taught people how to start a business really quickly, how to become a bank, how to reprogram your mind, how to reprogram what you're going to eat, who you're hanging out with. How to have the best love life you ever had. How to reach the place 
of Success and Manifest. That's the Blueprint for God Power 2 event with Billy Carson and myself. And Billy Carson is, is an amazing guy. You know, he's got... Right. Hold on, thought right there, because we're, yeah, we're going to take a short break. Yeah, we got to take a short break. And Dr. B, we're going to take our last look at the news, traffic, and weather in our different cities. When we come back, J.D. Northeast D.C. Uh, wants to talk to you. 800-450-7876 to speak to Dr. B. As I mentioned, we got to check in with the news, traffic, and weather. We'll be back in four minutes, though. We're 26 away from the top of the hour right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL, where information is power. Hey, good morning again, family. Twenty minutes away from the top of the hour on this hump day, we've made it halfway through the week with our guest, the metaphysician, Doctor B. He's got an event coming up. He's going to tell us more about that event. But before we get back to him, let me just remind you: coming up, actually tomorrow, Doctor Walter Williams, historian, is going to be with us. He's going to talk about what's going on in Northeast Africa. Some of you think it, oh, call it the Middle East. He'll tell you how he got that name as well, and how the folks who were there, how they got there. You know, so he's going to explain all that for us tomorrow morning, along with Morgan State Professor Doctor Ray Wimbush. So Make sure your radio is locked in tight on 1010 WOLB in Baltimore. And also in the DMV, we're rolling on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. Dr. B, before we left for the news, traffic, and weather update, I told you Jade, Northeast D.C., has a comment or a question for you. Jade's online, too. Good morning, Jade. You're on with Dr. B. Is Jade there online, too? Hello? Oh, there you are. Uh, Go ahead, Jade. Do you hear me now? Hello. Sure. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Um okay, um uh there is power in in the words and our oppressors which we are allowing to oppress us, they they know that and so that's why they want to control us and our minds so that uh, they continue to exist because we are the God force. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And that is us. God is our Father. And we are being controlled by parasites because they that's why they want to control us. That's why we get vaccines because that is injected into our body uh, past our tongue, so our body doesn't uh, know what's invading the body. Like uh, Dick Gregory did on the plane, and he changed he changed the whole thing because he know that that we have the power. Our our body is like the body of the earth because God is our Father, and and we are part of the earth. We've been programmed into thinking that we are physical beings, but we are spiritual beings and being being tricked into living as physical beings. And that is why it is so important for them to control our minds. And uh, once, once we uh, put the right, give our bodies the right food, and that's the the information they know that we control everything and that's why that we have to get away from the television and radio and all all of that because they're controlling what's going on in the world because 
because they are programming us to believe everything that they say. And do you notice sometimes how they, how, on the commercials, when they have this real uh, fast and they, they uh, you know, they talk real fast. So it's something that they're doing to, to our bodies right. by us listening Right, and to Jay, them. I'm going to let you go because we, we raised the clock. And, and I'm, I know Dr. B wants to uh, respond to what you said, and he's got some other thoughts he wants to leave with us before he gets out of here. So, okay. Jade, I thank Can you I for your phone call. One, one more second. Real quick. Okay. We, we uh, you know, our peoples didn't let everybody put their hands on our food, and that's because they're transferring spirits and things into our, our foods from these people, and they couldn't touch us. Certain people couldn't touch us when we was growing up. They couldn't touch our hair because uh, now we eat food from everybody. So... Uh, we're dealing with all these different spirits and everything that's uh, controlling the minds of our children. And, right. uh, Thanks, Jay. Um, so, uh, go ahead. Was, 16 away from the top there. I'll go ahead, Dr. B. You want to pick out anything that you want to respond to? Go ahead. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. The key thing that she started off with, we allow. We allow what is happening? We don't realize the power that we have from ourselves. And all of us collectively are God. All of us collectively are the Godness. That's why we're doing this Blueprint for God Power event to empower people to learn the power that we have collectively. And what you speak, you create. We're going to have a whole section on language. There's a language of empowerment that wealthy people, successful people, people that are actually changing their genes. Did you know that you could actually heal from disease? The most powerful medicine on the planet is in your mind. Your mind is the first medicine, but your mind is also the first disease. So we're going to we're helping people change their minds. And this weekend, I'm doing a free webinar. So go to ElevationTime.com, ElevationTime.com elevationtime.com and go to events and you'll see the free webinar that I'm doing this Saturday starting at 11 uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to continue to talk about what I'm talking about today and talk about cleansing, detoxification, and also get deeper into this event called God Power. Real quick, this is October. This is the harvest season. If you allow them, they're going to harvest your minds. They're harvesting people's spirits. But we get to change that because October is a very powerful time. I'm going to get deep into that uh, on this particular uh, at this, wet, this workshop that's coming up this weekend. So thank you very much. But this is the time when we're going to cross the bridge or not. So why this particular month, uh, Dr. B? Why, why October? Because October, which is an eight, the word tells you that the, the year began in March. The true natural world be, time begins in March. And if you count from March, you get to October. That's why it's called October. September is seven. November is nine. So they, it's, a, it's a word game. It's a trick on your mind so that you go into cognitive dissonance. So you get lost and turned out and you don't know which way is up. So October is the time when the leaves are falling from the trees. The leaves, that means the old stuff, the old ideas, old things that you use have to fall. You got to drop your leaves and get into this particular moment. Most people in October are going through what? Stress, 
They're going to hit you with candy. And I'm going to talk about that on Saturday, how sugar shuts down most of your life process. Sugar is what they do. They sugarcoat the stories. They should give you candy. They got candied hams coming up in the holidays. They're going to, Halloween is all about candy. You got to sugarcoat people to get people to so that the poison goes down easy. October is a very pro, a special month because of the position of the sun. These people realize and uh, they know how to work with the seasons. But you've got to learn how to work with your seasonings so that you know how to shift each season so that it becomes your month, your time. We have the power to manifest. The most powerful medicine is in us, and it starts with our mind. Then it goes to what you're speaking, what you're thinking, and how to tap into your natural God power. We are the God. We just forgot it. We, we've, we've become disempowered, and we're afraid, and we think that they keep doing stuff to us. They're doing stuff. When they do something to you, they're doing it to them too. Everybody's mm. getting the poison. We got to choose, and we have to learn how to allow the best, allow ourselves to say no, allow ourselves to step up this vibration and be the beings we came to be. All right, 12 away from the top. A tweet question wanted to know if food has anything to do with our young people experiencing puberty, puberty at an earlier age these days. Of course, because a lot of the foods are pumped up with hormones. You see, and those hormones are growing hormones. They're using estrogen, estriol, the estriol group. And what this does is see estrogen, estrogen dominance is one of the things that causes prostate cancer, breast cancer, uterine cancer. Did I say prostate? Uh, 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 Breast cancer, uterine cancer, intestinal cancer. These are mostly uh, uh, colon cancer. That's the other one from estrogen dominance. There's too much estrogen in our systems. And they're feeding these animals soy, which is another type of estrogen, you see. And that causes your body to go in overdrive, and you, your, your body can't protect itself. We'll talk about that on Saturday. That gets real deep. Estrogen dominance. And cancer is one of I'm the I'm glad you mentioned – let me jump in here because we're, we're racing the clock. I'm glad you mentioned soy. So you told us what's not to eat. What should we eat then? Give us some examples of what we should be eating in, in, in place of what you said, the soul food diet that we shouldn't be eating. Well, black-eyed peas are really good for us. We should be eating black beans, collard greens, mustard greens, yams. Uh, We should be eating foods that actually grow from the earth at this time. This is fall, so eat foods that begin with pea. Pea. Pea foods. So you got pomegranates, you know, potatoes, natural potatoes, red potatoes, not the big, giant, huge, you know, white one. You know, uh, we want to eat foods that actually are in this season, seasonal foods. You see, those foods will actually give us life, fruit that grows in this season, berries. They're all in this season. Berries are vaccinum. Vaccinum is the natural vaccine. They boost your immune system. But what's really important is even if you eat these foods all day and your body is toxic, then you can't absorb them. So that's why we have the Elevated Total Body Program at ElevationTime.com that helps to what clean your body out so you can absorb the food of this season. A lot of people have malabsorption, so they can eat healthy all day, but they're still toxic. Then we also got to clean out the, the toxins in our minds at the same time. So our programs help do that. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. 
Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. How do you know if you're toxic? You need to, uh, to uh, detoxify, though. Is there a sign in your body? Is your body giving off some kind of signal that you know that you need this, this change? Usually if you're feeling depressed, you're feeling sad, you're feeling bloated, you know, you don't feel the same, you feel off. You can't use the restroom like you used to. You're stressed out. You're getting angry all the time. You're, you're moved, your emotions, you, you're, they're out of control. That's a sign of toxicity. And then almost all the diseases, major diseases, are caused by parasites. Almost every disease is connected to a parasite, yeast, or gluten sensitivity you see what I'm saying? Or poisons, heavy metals, chemicals. Not all disease, but a lot of them are things that we are actually approving. We're actually allowing them by eating them. You see? Now, of course, the air, too, is toxic. The water is toxic. But we can clean those things up by doing what? A, a, a seasonal detoxification, which we do. And when we do that, we change. And now, all of a sudden, we can convert a lot of the toxicity into, in us. And it's like, it's like creating, you know, a... a, a you know, just like composting, turning things into things that go back to the earth. All right. Uh, Michael in Columbus, real quick, your question for Dr. B? My question, I just want him to talk about uh, black fruits and vegetables that grow black, black tomatoes, black watermelon, black beans, black rice, are 10, 20, 30 times stronger than the ordinary stuff that we see. And I just wanted you to put that out, live foods, live body, dead foods, dead body. All right. Dr. B, real quick. Any food that's dark is going to have more nutrients. It's going to have more of the melanin. It's going to have more energy, more light that is conducted or that it's, 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 it's holding. So the foods that are dark are going to have more life force, more light, more soul. All right, Dr. B, we've got about 30 seconds. Can you tell us uh, this weekend, what's happening this weekend? How can folks reach you? How can they get to the event? Go to elevationtime.com. Go to the event that is happening this Saturday. It's called It's Time. Right. That's a free webinar, a free class on Saturday, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's free. Then on the 29th of October, the biggest event ever is the Blueprint for God Power 2 event. You can also go get you can sign up for that at ElevationTime.com. Go to events. It's the Blueprint for God Power 2 It's huge because we're going to give you everything that you need, all the keys to open up every door. We have to do it now because this is the they're they're shutting the door right now. They knew that this particular time was coming when people would begin to wake up and their original genes would come online. So they have to create fear and they have to create disempowerment and disembowelment. And what they're doing is they're implanting you with ideas and feelings that are not real. It's an illusion. So we must wake up. We have to do it now. This October is the most important month, and that's why they start all these, this drama in the news in October, because they're pro- programming your mind, because October 
has to do with a bridge. Oct or eight has to do with a bridge of building or destroying. And we have the power to build or destroy. We have to allow the best, be the best, and we have to elevate our lives now. ElevationTime.com. There will be a special sale happening this weekend, too. So make sure you're at the event this Saturday at 11 a.m. All right. Thanks, Dr. B. And thanks for sharing all this great information with us this this morning. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we're out of time. We've got to get out of here. Stay strong. Stay positive. Please stay healthy. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock, right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. And in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power.